Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 345, recorded on September 30th, 2021. On tonight's episode, with special guest Philip Summers of Hand-Drawn Game Guides, we talk about new Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl trailers, Nintendo 64 celebrates 25 years in North America, and a megaton of questions from the community. Jesse, you know what to do. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Tim coming at you with the Nintendo Dads podcast. Not a review, not a first look, not anything like that. It's me. I'm running the show with Jesse. Why? Because Marty and Justin bailed on us last minute. I don't know why, but I do know why. But they needed a break, so that's fine. We said we'd handle it, and this is what we're going to do. So it's not our fault if we mess up. It's their fault. (laughs) <laughs> I approve for this statement. Yes. So speaking of who's speaking, Jesse, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Uh, one of those long work weeks. And uh, I w- I'll went into more detail on the pre-show. So if you're interested and not a $10 patron, you know, there's incentive for you. But <laughs> so, uh, but other than that, you know, I, I am in a good mood because start. I decided this year, to take every Friday in October off in addition to my normal November and December to slow burn my vacation days. So I, I don't work tomorrow. So I can, I w- normally I'd be able to say I can sleep in, but I have a doctor's appointment in the morning, <laughs> but still, it didn't, I, I, I can still sleep in later than normal. Well, speaking of doctors, Philip is not a doctor, but he's our guest today. Philip, how are you doing I'm today? Not a, I'm not a doctor. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Did you We're play excited one on TV? You. Yes. Did you play a doctor on TV? <laughs> uh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the worst part is that it took me until you said, did you play one on TV to get the joke? Oh. That, was it, that was when it clicked. <laughs> it's okay. Although my nephew, my nephew would call me that sometimes. So I should have, I should have uh, caught on. <laughs> a lot of my one-liners go over people's heads anyway, so I don't feel bad. <laughs> Yeah, and I usually miss them too, so. Well, (laughs) with that, let's get the show on the road and get into the news. Music normally runs out before we're done with the banter, but with only three of us instead There's of only four three. Or five, we don't have off. Marty and Justin wasting the time in the banter. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being mean because they're not here, I guess. So, anyways, first I'd like to say that our news is brought to you by our friends on Patreon, our Patreons there who subscribe to us every day, every month, every year. And we also have some new Patreons, which we have. I'm not sure if we've been able to mention this yet, but we have. I don't think we've mentioned them in a few weeks. All right. I'll make sure I mention the three we have for sure this month. And that is Rob Burrito. Rob Burrito. Yeah, Rob Burrito. Golf Dad and Double D. (laughs) Thank you guys again for for uh, subscribing to us on Patreon. And also thanks again to all those of you who subscribe to us on Twitch because our numbers have gone up, especially since we had the September 
event going on, which I, yeah. of course ends today <laughs> going into the live show and then uh, into the recording. So, but we do have up to 24 subscribers on Twitch. So thank you very much for subscribing to us there. So we definitely got a bump in numbers there. Nice. So with that, let's get into the news. We have Jesse, instead of your Poke Minute, we're going to go right into some news for what we got for the new trailers that came up this week. Okay. Since there isn't a Poke Minute segment later on, I decided to... Uh, Play. I'll play the bumper now because it's been modified due to a suggestion. Then something that uh, I think Justin will appreciate. Pika, 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 you. I hate you all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so well, if you didn't know, uh, Justin is not that big on the Pokemon games, even though he has played like Let's Go, I believe, but he's not that big on it. And yeah, he's... that's that's where my Poke Minute pink came from because one show he said you have two minutes go. <laughs> and I had like three pages of notes. Yes. I don't have three pages today, though. Uh, so uh, there was uh, new trailers for both Pokemon Brilliant, Diamond, Shining Pearl, and Arceus uh, released on the same day. But first, uh, but the Diamond and Pearl remakes, the trailer shows off features of the Poketech, and I don't like how they spelt it. I presumed if they spelled it that way in the original game, I figured it was because of space limitations on the Game Boy. They didn't have to do that on the Switch, but they did it anyway. They spelled it Poke TCH. <laughs> it, I guess this was these were DS games, but uh, yes, still. So, probably just know. going with the theme, I guess. Right. Yeah, the Poketech was originally used on the DS bottom screen during play when used. It'll appear in the upper right corner as picture in picture, and looks almost exactly like it did in the original game with the big blocky numbers. But whenever it shows like an outline of a Pokemon, those are more detailed. Although I kind of appreciate that like in the, the, the clock and the pedometer, they had the same blocky font used. So the functions include, you know, as I said, a pedometer, there's an item finder, and uh, this is where you call on the hidden moves. So the hidden moves aren't moves you teach a Pokemon like in the older games. So I'm glad that they stayed away from that. Like, so it's all activating. It will call a random Pokemon from the wild that knows the HM move requested to use moves like Rock Smash, Cut, Fly, etc. Okay. So you don't have to teach a Pokemon that if you don't want to. There, there's a, a mini game to make puffins that you can feed your Pokemon to change contest stats such as toughness, cleverness, and cuteness. There's an Amity Square area where you can let all six of your Pokemon out to walk with you. And it showed a brief introduction to various NPCs you'll meet along the way. Cheryl and Riley will team up with you throughout your the, your journey in double battles, and you meet Gardenia, one of the local one of the gym leaders. And these games release November fifth, November nineteenth. Yeah, Ninfrendo asking, what about TMs? Is there anything mentioned about TMs? TMs have always been TMs. Those are okay. those are always been a thing and still are. Okay, cool. It's just the uh, HMs that they haven't used. That's for the new things about Le Pokemon Legends Arceus. Oh wait, before you get into that, let me ask this question for Philip. Philip, did uh, did you play the DS uh, Pokemon games, the Diamond and Pearl games at all? Did you get into this, Pokemon this is, at all? This is where you guys are going to throw me right off the show. Uh, <laughs> my 
<laughs> my only experience with Pokemon uh, is the is Red. I bought it the day it came out. Okay. Um, and I played a fair amount of it, but like Pokemon just never grabbed me. Like it grabbed everybody else. Right. Uh, I really like Pokemon Snap. I didn't play the new one, but I like the '64 one. And that my my Pokemon knowledge is just. That's yeah, that still qualifies here. You're fine. Yeah. You're fine because I don't play that much either. So here, yeah, here's like my that. red. So I, there is my proof that I do. There have. you go. Oh, at least I <laughs> you even got it the right there. Yeah. yeah, I got it the day it came out. I was super pumped for it. Super excited for Pokemon. Nice. Um, yeah. Nice. There got you the go. Cartridges there. Nice. Yeah, I worked at yeah. I worked at uh, KB Toys at the time when this came out. I was. Oh, probably, that's cool. What what year is Pokemon? Ninety eight. So. I was probably a junior. I was probably a junior when I got this in high school. Yeah, that's awesome, and it's it's really awesome that you still have it. I that's all of my things down here are like I never got rid of anything. So that's cool. I kept a lot of stuff. So I'm and jealous. Like, as, <laughs> even though I like I didn't like I didn't fall like in love with Pokemon like everybody else did. Like I like it's an important game. So. I, I'm I'm gonna hang on to that, of course, because I just like the I kind of just like the historical value of it, just that it's, you know, it's important. So, well, that's Even good though, that you learned though too that it's a game that you just didn't it didn't grab you and you didn't keep trying like me I, every time I keep yeah. trying to play the Pokemon <laughs> games and end up not finishing them. So, Jesse, I was thinking uh, after. Sorry. Good. I was gonna say the, the um yeah even I the. I haven't finished a Pokemon game in a while. I think Sun and Moon was the last one I finished. I and before that was Gen Four. Okay. I was thinking my kids might get into it. Uh, they're my daughters are eleven. Um, yeah, that's and what I was kind of trying to push them. I, I was trying to kind of push them toward it. We watched uh, Detective, Detective Pikachu, and that came out. And I they liked the movie a lot. And then I was like, yeah. well, what about why don't, why don't we try one of these games? Um, and they were just like, nah, I'm not interested in playing that. So, which one did they try? Getting it? We, no, we just never tried any of them. I oh, gonna, okay. I was thinking of buying, um, what was the one? Not the one that came out last year. The one before. I think it was the remakes, the EV and the, the Let's Go. Yeah, Let's yeah, Go. Yeah, I was gonna do yeah. Let's Go. And okay. Then, uh, they they should. I did finish that one. So I just didn't do it twice. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I had th- those. Those were like a remake of of the old ones, right? Yeah, they were they were uh, like the they were a Gen One remake, like the second remake. The first time was during the GBA era. Okay. Apparently, we're all kicked off the show because we don't play enough Pokemon. So, (laughs) according to our audience, so and by the way, two dollar hero says hi, Phil. Good to see you, man. (laughs) Oh, hi! Nice to. Well, I don't see you, but thank you for saying hi, and, and nice to see your message. There we go. And you'll <laughs> you'll you'll hear more from him later. Yes. Uh, so okay. Right, so the Arceus trailer shows the the Hizunian Hizuian. That's a weird word. Braviary, Weird Ear, and Basculegion can be used as ride Pokemon for faster travel. There are NPC wardens that you'll meet. What that means, I still don't know. But they just called them wardens. They showed my. It's kind of Ixen. scary. What's oh, sorry? That's kind of scary, wardens. <laughs> yeah. My Iskin, Leon, and Arizu. And at the Jubilife Filate, that's another weird word. You can customize your, your look, take photos, shop, and more. Uh, there's a crafting mechanic was shown, turning berries into potions. Uh, 
and they'll introduce Pokemon Nobles. I think it's probably similar to what Gen what Sun and Moon did with the totems. But okay. they showed Cleavor, a new bug rock Pokemon, which is a new evolution to Sight there that uh, you have to fight. And this game releases January 28th. Nice. So this is the different version of the game that is exciting for me. It's the, you know, kind of like the Breath of the Wild version of Pokemon, I guess everybody's kind of calling it. So yeah. Um, any thoughts on this one, Phil? I think it looks pretty cool, um, but I probably won't play it. But I think it, looks, <laughs> yeah. but I think it looks neat. I think yes. it looks cool. Uh, again, I, I said that you know I keep I keep being a sucker for these games. I thought I was going to skip uh, you know the right now I'm skipping the Diamond and Pearl. I'm definitely not getting those. As I say right now, the only reason why I get them is because my kids want to play one version of it and I get the other version of it. So and then that's why I end up getting uh, the other Pokemon. But they're older now and now and they haven't been doing that so much. Uh, at least yeah. I don't think so. But they may surprise me. I never know. But the Arceus game is definitely on my radar because it, it plays differently and it, it's it's different. It's not the same. Doesn't seem like the same formula. So are are the kids like are they kind of falling out of Pokemon a little bit? A, a little bit. Although my daughter surprised me this past summer. She's sixteen and okay. uh, she she's had uh, which version she had Sword, I believe um or she one of those two she had sword or shield and uh she came and said hey don't you have this game i need some help trading stuff and i i had bought it before thinking that we were all going to play it but the year before but we didn't so i had we had like four copies of the game two swords and two shields (laughs) because i had one for myself my wife my daughter and my son so we were all gonna i thought you know it was a christmas gift that we got when it came out that year And but we never got into it as much as as say my oldest who's now moved out she's had it and it used to be just myself and her playing when she was younger she's 26 now okay. wow. uh, and that's when I used to play them too but I never finished them I think there might have been one I finished and I can't remember which one it was but uh, every time I play I get like maybe halfway through and I just don't get to the end because I something else takes my interest so. Everybody's saying, "Stay tr- strong, Tim," yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just give in, Tim. As I got what from, <laughs> I know that's that, that's my like. Yeah, I'm wondering. Like, I was like, are the are the kids gonna start growing out of this stuff? Like, and then yeah, it'll just be me again. It'll just <laughs> right. But that was the surprise. Like I said, my daughter surprised me by coming and saying she was playing it, and she actually made it through the whole thing. She and she just needed someone to you know trade with which I did a few times and then she was finished and that meant I was finished. <laughs> so my, and my son, when he was in high school was like a big shiny hunter. Like he would like literally have six 3DXs spread out each with a different version of the game, doing a certain like bicycle riding or something, doing some grinding, trying to get shinies as much as he, as many as he could. He had over 300 in his decks at one point i'm not sure whatever happened to those if he even still has the systems and the games yeah. <laughs> and that's that's some dedication there yeah <laughs> all, right. all right i got us way off topic sorry about that I got no it. no it's, it's all good that's perfect that's perfect that's what we're here for to talk about those things 
All right. Next up on the news, we have an announcement from the Game Awards that uh, it's back to a full-blown stage show with an audience. And it'll be December 9th from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, and like and this, we do every this time, year. It really is standard time, not daylight. Time, yes. Because it correct. will end before then. Because it's December. Yeah. <laughs> and like we do all, all the previous years that we've, the Game Awards have been on, we will probably do a live react but we'll not have a normal show during that time because it's thursday i take it right ninth yeah. on thursday okay yeah it's like the, thursday, the last time right? we, we did last time yeah. we did a show during the during during the the game awards you know i stopped watching the game awards to show prep and then just before we went live they announced joker I'm like <laughs> i wanted to see that uh yep not that I'm a Smash yep. fan, but I'm a Persona fan. <laughs> right. So, Fon- uh, do Fon- you like what? Go ahead. Fontes says time zone dads. Yes, we have. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We always have to make sure that's correct. So, Philip, do you, do you have any interest in the Game Awards? Do you ever watch that at all? I do um, watch them. Uh, okay. I, well, I watch them. I feel like they're they're on and they're there and like. I'm on my phone. Like I'm barely paying attention to them, but they're like, they're it's background noise. sort of exactly. Yeah. Like if a trailer <laughs> comes on and catches my interest, I'll watch it. The th- oh God. I, once again, the worst guest, I feel like all You're the fine. games they talk about, all the games they talk about in the game awards. I'm like, I haven't played any of these games. Like I know what they are. I've seen well, them. And it's, you that's, know, that's what happens to me whenever and, they, they go like Xbox and PlayStation. Well, they right, go well, sports it, or yeah. shooters. I'm like, yeah, I have no interest yeah. in that. Yeah, I'm on the Nintendo Dad show, right? Like, so you guys play Nintendo games. I play Nintendo games. They're not on there usually, right? Usually, like, they get the, the family award, and that's the one where they just like announce it to our commercials, right? It's Which like, one of probably... these four Nintendo games will win? Yeah, yeah. But that's right? why we're there. Like, okay. As Nintendo fans, we're hoping Nintendo's going to drop some sort of bomb there. <laughs> yeah. And then, well, what's the What's the biggest bomb they dropped on that? Probably like was that Bayonetta three? Did they do that? On the game awards, uh, the, the the logo. That they, no, well, think, Joker, they, Joker versus Smash was a pretty big one. That they, was pretty big. They had, I guess. Well, I, yeah, they had Breath of the Wild two shown uh, while it was still shown on the Wii U one year. Oh right, right, yeah. But I guess I was think. I guess I'm thinking more in terms of like never been announced before. It's not like DLC. It's not like a feature in a game, like a brand new announcement. I think Bayonetta three was the only one. Right? I think so. I that's a good question, and I can't remember because it all blends together <laughs> after yeah, a while, really right? Yeah. yeah. I just <laughs> Kong, the Cranky Kong year, people lost it, man. That was. The... <laughs> yeah. Yes. It, 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 in my list, freaking awesome. In my list of games, we're keep keeping an eye out for. I started adding the date that I first added to the list. Bayonetta three is so old; it predates when I started doing that. Wow. Wow. Which I think was 2018. So I can't. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Crazy. All right. Well, we'll go on to game release updates. We found out that Gang Beasts is now releasing October 7th. Uh, Philip, have you played that at all? And I know you're, you know, mainly Nintendo. I don't know if you have a PlayStation or not, but have you played I Gang Beasts? Five. Okay. No, I've not played it though. But. All right, because that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty fun with the kids these days, I think. So okay, all right. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to that because my my kids love it, and uh, they've been they know that I've been waiting for it to come out on the Switch. So we'll okay. probably be playing that once that comes out. Until 
Metroid Dread drops the next day, then I, they won't have my attention at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, kids. Oh, I have to play Metroid Dread. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of October 8th, in Japan only right now, we haven't heard anything else yet. They are dropping two re-releases for Breath of the Wild and Splatoon 2. And they're re-released with their, their games plus DLC. So Breath of the Wild will be plus its DLC in the package and Splatoon 2 with its uh, single-player campaign DLC uh, within the package. Now, the only thing I don't know, and I tried to look it up but didn't see, was whether or not it's all in one cartridge or if you have if they just give you a download code, code for the, the DLC. Well, even... I, yeah, I think it would be all on a, on the, on a cart. You would I, I would think so. But Nintendo's been weird about that too in the past about just plopping in a code <laughs> yeah. to make it easier for them surprised. or something. I'm surprised something like that took so long to exist. Like that that's just such easy money. Especially just from people like us that would probably just buy it just for the sake of having like that complete version. That complete so, version. Like, yeah. You have so many people that just double dip on it and then I mean, like, why not release that where you put right. everything on there? Same with, well, I guess they can't do it with Smash yet since not everybody's out. But I feel like the moment everybody's out, you just make that Smash cartridge that just has everything on there. But that's true. I don't, yeah, maybe, I agree. Maybe that's maybe, maybe that's not a good thing because then they lose all that money from I don't know everybody that's just downloading the DLC because they're still buying that game. I don't know. All those, all those seventy-five <laughs> probably, cent me's. Yeah, I'm probably a poor <laughs> businessman. There's yeah, I was gonna say there's there's a business side to it. I'm sure that we yeah apparently yeah, don't like get. Six, it, I think it's like sixty dollars to get everything, because I I played a fair amount of Smash Brothers and actually my daughter's been playing it. They've been asking me to get Steve, who's the Minecraft guy, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's like what is it eight dollars a piece to do it individually? But then I looked at every. I was like, I'm I'm just gonna get everything because I like some of these characters and everything. Um, yeah, it's definitely passes, cheaper to yeah. do it's like the fighter pass. It's like yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like I think it's like sixty dollars. For everything it's like oh it's like buying this game all over again yeah because yes. there, there was two there's been two fighters passes <laughs> yep yeah and then plus prana plant you did get that free if you bought oh, it yeah with, it was a free within game. a certain di- timeline if not then you had to pay five yeah. bucks for that yeah i got him i got the prana plant there you go but, yeah very cool uh well what else yeah that's it for the game releases right now Jesse, you got some news in our email that you wanted to pass on here. Yeah, we got an email from Feedspot this morning saying, hey, we have a list of the thir- top 35 Nintendo podcasts, and you're on it. I'm like, okay. Yay. So I looked, and yeah. we are 12 on Congrats. their list. Thanks. Thank you. Wow, so, nice. You got to hit so, your clap button. You don't got a clap button right <laughs> I don't have a clap button. You don't get- How about a woo? <laughs> we can get a woo yeah, for that. Woo! <laughs> oh yeah flair all right there we go <laughs> yes <laughs> and so other, other podcasts that we, we are f- fans of either as nintendo podcasts pod- yeah either in general friends of the show or just other podcasts i personally like the number one was nintendo power podcast six was ign's uh nintendo voice chat 10 was nintendo pals 14 was Radio Free Nintendo. So, yeah, well, we're ahead of the RFN. <laughs> wow. The, 17 was Infendo Radio, which has, you know, Ritz 
to this show because Zach and myself started out as you know, he was a Nintendo host and I was a listener. <laughs> so uh, that's how we met. Zach was a, uh, one of the founders of the show. Uh, 19 is Nintendo Pulse. He was, you know, Lloyd Hennison was like one of the, the first podcasts I started listening to when I first got an iPod. The 20 is Nintendo Shack and 23 is If We Ran Nintendo. Yes. Wow. Yep. And there's there's plenty more on that list, too. And there's probably plenty more like the All In podcast that needs to get on that list as well. So, um but, Two Dollar uh, Heroes says, and you know, All In is the unofficial number one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but we'll have to figure out how to get them on there, too. So and I don't know, too, if they need they need to kind of go through their list and update it because a lot of a lot of the shows that were on the list don't air anymore. So, yeah, well, I think it sounds like it's, it's updated monthly because that was updated, uh, you know, yesterday when we were added to it. Okay, there we go. All right. Well, with that, that is that he'll, was he'll our. Get there. He'll get there. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Philip, is there any other Nintendo podcast that you didn't hear on there that you think should be on there? Uh, no. I mean, it seemed like it. It seemed like it covered them. It's um, it's a pretty. Been... It's thirty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, so yeah, Jesse, just, pop... just just all in. That's the one. That's the one that's missing. That is the one that's missing. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, Jesse did put the link in our chat and I'm, uh, maybe it'll be in our show notes or not, uh, not show notes, the, um, uh, description. I, if I remember to put it in there, I can. <laughs> we'll try to put if. it in there. So, especially if we have any of our, uh, listeners out there who have their own podcast and want to get on that list, I believe you can go there and fill out a form and see if you can get added to the list as well. All right. With that, we don't have our normal Manscape ad read that we usually do at this time. But I will say before we get to our rumors thing, I will mention this, that I picked up their new product uh, that just launched recently called their body wash gel. I think it is. Yeah, their daily shower gel. I just got this today. So I'm looking forward to trying it out and reporting back to you guys next week on that. So but I won't say any more about that because we didn't have to do an official read today but just remember you can use nindads n-i-n-d-a-d-s to get uh, a percentage off of your order and free shipping i believe as well yes 20 percent and free shipping there we go so remember to use that code to be able to save yourself some money to be able to get any of their hardware or software <laughs> very nice so with that let's get to the rumors Nintendo's asking if Sega Moms, if they will be an affiliate. I'm thinking no. <laughs> no, no, no. There are rivals. We cannot be. Sega Moms that. was an April Fool's gag we did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So the rumors I'm sure everybody's been, been hearing about, especially if you're in the Twitterverse. Um, Bloomberg has reported that at least 11 developers have 4K dev kits from Nintendo, including Zanga, a mobile developer, if I remember correctly, who denies being in possession of such a device. Well, they, they are making a game for the Switch that was announced during E3. I forget what the game was. Yeah, that's right. I, I do remember they did come up before because they are they were a mobile developer for a long time. Yeah. So. 
but there's there is an article out for that, and uh, NCL quickly debunked this in a series of tweets. Um, and that would be in the Nintendo um, account, basically saying a news report on September 30th falsely claims that Nintendo is supplying tools to drive game development for a new Switch, a Nintendo Switch, excuse me, with 4K support. And they basically were trying to say they're correcting this for the investors to say um, this is not true, essentially. And we also want to restate that as we announced in July, we have no plans for any new model other than Nintendo Switch, the OLED model, which will launch on October 8th. And of course, they have to say this. They have to for business purposes. They don't want any any type of news out there that could potentially sway people well, from not well, buying an OLED device. More so is to save their stock price because this this, this is so, news like this would be stock affecting. Yes, because again, it takes away from what they're trying to sell right now with the OLED model. Plus, uh, the, they have to say something too, even though we all know they have said stuff before in the past. In fact, we there's even a tweet out on that about their history of saying stuff one day and then the following day. Yeah, it, it it's you know, you know, oh no, we don't have any new uh, revisions coming to the Switch. Then the following day, the OLED's announced. So, <laughs> you know. So well, yeah, in, in, in this example, this was the with DS Lite on January twenty fifth, two thousand six. There's no plans for a DS redesign, and then on the twenty sixth, DS Lite announced. <laughs> yes, oh, and then and the, too, I mean, there's always there's always dependent on communication with whoever is making these statements too. I'm sure. So one person may be communicating what they've been told to communicate. Nothing else has been said to them about a new device. And then all of a sudden, oh, look, we're going to market it now the next day or whatever. So, But as of right now, we know Nintendo does not want to impact their sales for the OLED and also impact their their stocks. So what do you think, Philip? (laughs) First question, do you two plan on getting the OLED model? Yes. Yes. I I think all four of us are. Yes, okay. right, it's cool. something because all the four of us ha- are day one switch owners, uh-huh. uh, and it, this for some of us they're getting really long in the tooth. In fact, I believe Je- uh, Marty's has sounded like a a, a, um, a carrier taking off. Yeah, yes. I, I don't. I don't. I think one or two people might have, but. When the battery upgrade happened, I did not upgrade. So yeah, I have not either. I am going from launch day switch to this. So yeah. that is, uh, if I had the battery upgrade, I probably wouldn't go to the OLED because I play mostly docked because yeah. I'm stream- recording or streaming or something. And I play mostly handheld. So I was very excited about the OLED oh, and right. j- yeah. jumped on that very much so. And plus, being a Vita owner, I I had the original Vita with OLED and really enjoyed that screen. So oh, that's right. They took the OLED out of that, right? Yeah, they did re-release it with an LCD, or I think reduced cost on it because to put an LCD in it. In fact, uh, I had sold my OLED version because of for, to get the Switch, put money towards that, uh, the Vita for the Switch, and then but thankfully I got a, a LCD version from a, com- a community member. They didn't want theirs anymore. And, okay. I was able to get a Vita again. So, um, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing this, especially after seeing all the tweets about it that went out to compare the two. 
So, so I, and then I oh go ahead go ahead go ahead. I was going to say that I guess my my other thought was, do you, do you care about a four K switch at this point? I was uh, disappointed that we weren't getting uh, say the chip upgrade, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Which, with the rumors, obviously they were talking about the the uh, codec. I think that was called that would give it an upres to 4K. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was looking forward to seeing that technology for the Switch, and uh, but so I was disappointed when it didn't come down to that. But I'm still excited about the OLED, uh, um, and definitely looking forward to it. Cool. Yeah, I'm not like pumped about it i'm sure maybe it's one of those things as soon as i hold it i'll be like oh yeah i do kind of want this but um and my switch gosh when you said yours is long on the tooth mine's a wreck oh my gosh yeah um because the girls have just i mean it's been their console mainly right we share this thing and yeah it's been through the mill um so it would be nice to just have a new switch um but i yeah i was disappointed i guess when it well, when it was announced because i was one of those ones expecting like the switch pro the you know, right. 4k and all that kind of stuff so like it was a little like eh, whatever a little, it was a little under, right? a little yeah a little underwhelmed but i mean it's still cool but um i i guess at this point like i feel like the switch is so far into its its lifespan like I don't even I wouldn't even care about a 4K model at this point. Just let it go on for the next two, three years or two years, and then that's when they can start introducing whatever the successor is, right? Because we're kind of getting to that point. That's what I liked about the the chip per perspective, and I wish I'll have to look up what that 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 software enhancement was again yeah. for the chip. But it was basically it wasn't necessarily true 4K. It just enhanced it so it would work on 4K TVs and give it that that look and and I like that potential because then it wouldn't be as I guess battery intensive if it was you know using that technology and that's why I was excited about it. So yeah, and we and most most of us have capture cards that would would be playing it in 1080p anyway in order for the capture cards to work. While I do have a 4K capture device, it adds latency to the recording. So oh, yeah. Even if I'm watching it through a different TV with pass through, with with no latency pass through, the recording would still have latency in it. So I'd be reacting to something that didn't happen yet on my screen on my recording. So I probably wouldn't record the 4K. I would probably still stick with 1080p and kind of wasting the 4K. So I'm kind of okay not having it for now. Yeah. You know, I do have you know Series X and PS5 hooked up to my big TV that I get can play in 4k but I, I don't record those yeah yeah that, and if they did something again i think it's something that would in docked mode it makes sense because you're going to hook it up to a tv so i don't know if it necessarily i mean since they put everything in the switch i guess that's why they have it in the chip but if it was to be a special enhancement for the dock you know where the dock gives you the 4k capabilities then that, and give the people I like options. Give people options. So yeah. you give them the base dock with the switch. But then if they want to upgrade because they have a 4K TV, then they can go buy a 4K dock. You know, kind of so, like the equivalent of SLIing two video cards together. You got one video card in the switch, one in the dock that will pair up. If that maybe. makes sense. I don't know if that makes business sense or not, but who knows? Uh, uh, I, don't but think I, did, the band, 
I without a proper connection, SLI like connection, I don't think the bandwidth is there for that. So that's, that's got to be pretty fast. Anyway, yeah. so I, I do have thoughts on what my theory about what's really going on. I think there yeah, are more dev kits out there. Because you know, how long does it right. take to make a new game in today? Two, three years minimum? So if they want to release a new system in 2023 or 2024, they've got to start developing that now. Yeah. And I, my theory was, too, is because of the chip shortage, they had to kind of hold back on yeah. the Switch Pro. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and and like yes. Stripped... Oh, then, then, yeah, Zynga's going to say they don't have a dev kit because they're NDA'd. If they say they do, they will get their ass fined. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and lose their dev license. <laughs> or maybe what maybe what the OLED switch but maybe maybe it really was like a switch pro at some point i don't know maybe they made some kind of they were just like kind of that they they switched gears and they yeah features out of it i don't know it could be anything. that's exactly what I, I was speculating before with when this launched that they had to pivot because of the chip shortage yeah. and they were like okay let's release a sw- updated switch with the OLED and the things we can do right now um the dock with the ethernet port and all that kind of stuff yeah let's do that and uh we'll hold back the new chip on it yeah as a potential thing so and then by the way that technology i was trying to refer to was nvidia's rtx dlss yes yeah that sounds familiar so it's basically allows you to render games at 1080p while outputting them at 4k so that was the technology I was trying to think of, which I thought was sounded really cool. Yeah. But great com- conversation, guys, on that. So, uh, Philip, are you getting an OLED? Uh, I'm not. No? But, okay. I mean, but again, maybe once I actually see one, I'll change my mind. And <laughs> That's the way it usually goes, right? I don't want to say I'm not getting it. I'm just not getting it the day it comes out. You didn't pre-order. That, that's fair. Yes. That makes sense. Because I know how I am. So. <laughs> yep. Let's see. And. $2 Hero says, I'm positive the dig kits are out there and the thing is real. Obviously, they can't and shouldn't acknowledge it, but the rumor mill around whatever it is has just become ridiculous and destructive, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. We know. Yes, we know. Yeah. Third Strongest Mole says, please just let the Switch Pro rumors die. Yeah, <laughs> He's so tired of it. Am, right? Yeah. He is so tired of it. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, third strongest mole. I know we keep bringing it up, but you know it's it's news. <laughs> Every time it comes up, he's like probably palm to the forehead. Oh my gosh, not this again! <laughs> All right, another thing in the rumor mill, and, and that's a potential title. <laughs> there you go. Uh, another thing in the rumor rumor mill is Eurogamer still still says Game Boy and Game Boy Color games are coming to the NSO. They were the ones that brought it up before, before the N64 games were brought up to be coming out. And we'll get more information from Nintendo on that in October. Uh, but they still are under the impression that we still will get that. Um, they said, I'd imagine N64 Mega Drive is being rolled out first as they're more enticing things to prompt people to upgrade. So, um, which makes sense, I suppose. And plus, if they're going to do the tier tiered thing first or the... Uh, what they call it, Jesse? The um, the expansion 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 pack. Expansion, expansion, pack. Uh, expansion pack. Expansion pack. Yeah, yeah they're gonna do the expansion DVC pack. Game, DVC game explains expansion pack on the Switch. 
I did. Yes. Did you see it, Philip? The video on the they had a switch. They said they had. Did they just put like the N sixty four expansion pack on there? Is that yes? They did. Okay, I just I did see that. Yes. That was great. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Well, yeah. Didn't they say they were going to make another announcement about the expansion pack in a couple weeks or something like that? Yes. Maybe that's when they'll throw in. And then here's some Game Boy stuff too. But there's always uh, that possibility too, yeah. especially if they if they wanted to bring it up during the direct, and then they go in more in depth, and then maybe one more thing. We're also going to release yeah. Game Boy, Game Boy Color. That's always a possibility. I don't think they can sell a Game Boy controller. As, as easy as they can sell an N64 <laughs> oh, and Mega Drive controller. Yeah. Uh, you could yeah. get away with the NES controller for your Game Boy. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't do that. Yeah. But I mean, Game Boy would definitely make it a little more enticing for me. Uh, the idea of like giving them more money just to have access to a couple more games when the other well is run dry. Like, I'm just, I'm not into that. I'm not like, I don't know. I can play all that stuff. Like, I ha- well, I have all that stuff. So it's like, I don't right. really play it on my Switch. I'd rather yeah. play on the CRT behind me. I can see that for you and our re- RetroLogic peeps who have the original systems, you know, yeah. to play the games on. Definitely, I would want to be playing it on the original system too. But for myself, who unfortunately had to get rid of the original systems at some point uh, because I was too poor to move on to the next system, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, it's I, I like the opportunity again, the choices type thing. Now, yeah. is it possible that they will release, they will do the N64 and the Mega Drive or Genesis games at the tiered level or the expansion pack level that they talked about, and but still add Game Boy and Game Boy games as part of the NES Super NES yeah. package? I, I think they kind of have to. If they add more, all that stuff, if they add more. To the expansion pack that they didn't first announce, I think people will get upset. Okay. So you're thinking the game, if Game Boy happens, you're thinking it's going to be part of the standard membership. You don't think they're going to? I do. It's yeah. It's it's a. I think it would probably it would be nice as a customer as well. You know, obviously I'm thinking as a customer. Since the, if, like you said, the well is running dry there. Yeah. If they add Game Boy and Game Boy Color to that. Um, that would make the initial um, price be a little bit more enticing. And for me, business sense, I guess, I also think it would be fine to do the tiers if they, but in the Game Boy sense, I would hope they would do all the Game Boy library, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance, if they were going to do the tier for that or the expansion, you know, pack for Game Boy's. Yeah, I'm curious to see how they handle it. It'll be, it's, it's weird. It's weird. I think it's weird. I just think the whole thing's kind of weird. But yeah, it is weird. And I know we have a question in here somewhere. I was trying to look for it to ask for it. But there is a question in our from our community in regards to this topic, and it's from Jesus Amada. Actually, I'll bring it up right now. I am a little flabbergasted by Nintendo adding N64 games to NSO, but only through expansions. I heard somewhere that that the way Nintendo named this opens up the possibility for it to be something that Nintendo could release further expansions. Would Game Boy be another expansion? Dads, how do you feel about expansions? Would you consider expansions to the regular pass? By getting piecemeal on expansions, how much would you be willing to pay per expansion? How much too is too much? 
knowing Nintendo, these expansions are probably not going to be cheap. Have a great show. So as we talked about with that, we're kind of like uh, iffy on the more expansions. See, you, you um, brought up GBA. I think like we're probably not going to see GBA yet, but say next year that could be added to the expansion. Yes, I could see that. So, yeah, it, if you, like we were talking about, add Game Boy, Game Boy Color to the base plan. And then if I want Game Boy Advance, then pay for the expansion. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Though it still would have, yeah, uh, not another expansion, just part of the. Oh, part of the uh, N64, N64 Genesis expansion. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Though it still would be, it would make too much sense to have done that before Dread launched, so people can play Zero Mission and exactly, yes. Just just the fact that we're sitting here talking about how are they going to nickel and dime us by separating things in the different expansions? That's a mess. Like that's already a problem, right? Yeah, they brought it up. Like you pay for this service, and now we're sitting here talking and theorizing about like. Oh, like how much more are we going to pay? You, yeah, are you, you going to just get this? You got to pay a little more for that, or like yeah, is it going to be I'm, in the old? Like, oh my god, what a, what a mess! I'm, as I mentioned last week, I'm worried how much it will be on top, and like I have two years prepaid banked, and whatever the per year add-on is, am I going to have to pay that twice? Or is it something I just have to pay once and it'll apply to everything? Or are they going to do what Microsoft did and when they introduced like Game Pass Ultimate? They say, you know, for a dollar, upgrade your current plan no matter how deep it's already paid, back paid for, and now you you're, have Ultimate for that long. So I know people who bought up three years worth of the original Game Pass and then for an extra dollar turned it all into Ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> And then pay whatever the going rate is once that expansion exp- uh, is exp- uh, is used up. Yes, we'll find yep. out in a few weeks. Yeah, that's what that's you know it's fun to speculate here and stuff like that. For me, it's um, I'm for me I'm uh, it, again it all depends on how much, but uh, I it, it, I'm a little bit excited about what what this potentially leads to with the expansions. So depending on the cost of the expansions, I'm all for paying for what I want and getting what I want out of it. So I have the base, and then if I want the expansion, because if I'm a fan of N64 and Genesis, then I will pay for that. If not, then I don't need to pay for that, and I don't need to worry about it. But then, say, another expansion comes out for, say, the Game Boy library from Game Boy, Game Boy Color to Game Boy Advance. If they offer that expansion, that one I am interested in, then I would go and buy that one and not have to have the other consoles that I don't necessarily want, as an example. Yeah. Technically, I probably would buy all, all of them. But <laughs> Friendo says that it'll be a Picross expansion passed for Christmas. Just for you, Jesse. Just, Just for, for you. And then Bergbits, I like what he said. Uh, Gabe Newell of Valve once said, one thing that we've learned is that piracy is not a pricing issue, it's a service issue. NSO is not a better service than pirating these games by a long shot. Yeah. Not that we endorse yeah. that sort of thing. And that's that's exactly the thing that we've all been trying to do with Nintendo and our frustration, especially with the Metroid, like you mentioned, Metroid series. Yeah. How can we go back and play those games if we don't have the original hardware or even the software in, in some cases? Yeah. So and that's where people start you know, talking about, we've heard people say, 
hey, I'm going to go find the ROM for it and play it. Yep. So, and I do, and I do like where uh, $2 Hero was talking about here as well. He, he, it says family plan plus expansion pack ends up being $50 a year while the single user NSO subscription plus expansion pack will be 35 a year. GB, GB and GBC is added to the standard plan. Take it to the bank. I don't think both will be the $15 increase. I can see the family plan being 15, but I, I think the single will probably be like five, 10 okay. at most. I do. I like that. But and I, I can't wait I, to I see think, what it actually is. But <laughs> I, I think $50 a year for the family is probably reasonable. That makes sense. Maybe. We'll find out what it really is. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for the rumors. Let's get to what we've been playing. Well, here is where we get to talk about what we've been playing for the past week or Philip, any however long you want to talk about for however many games you want to talk about. You are our guest. You get to go first, sir. All right. I'll, I'll try and be kind of quick. I'm playing through three games. At the same time, which means something's going to fall through the cracks, especially since Metroid comes out like a week. So yeah, everything drops through the cracks when Metroid <laughs> yeah, comes right? out. <laughs> it's like, oh, my, oh my gosh! Um, but uh, for my retro stuff, I'm currently playing the game Battle of Olympus. I don't know if you guys have heard of that one, old NES game. The easiest way I've to heard describe of it. it is it's it's Zelda two. It's a it's a. Oh, it you just piqued Jesse's your interest there. Literally, <laughs> it is almost literally Zelda 2. Um, like the, the character sprite looks just like Link. The combat tries to be, it's nowhere near as Didn't good. the, the marketing actually reference Zelda 2 directly? Yeah, the marketing like directly referenced Zelda 1 and 2. And, you know, there's an explosion, and then this game comes up flying into the screen. So, um, see, kids, so. It, it, the industry was doing it even then, yeah, <laughs> copying yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I this game my buddy had when we were kids and uh, it doesn't have a battery save so it's all passwords. Um, for whatever reason, maybe we wrote the password down because it was one of those passwords where you got uppercase, lowercase, and the letters. Kind of, you know, it's crazy. And they probably have a funky font, so sometimes it's hard to tell a zero font. from an O. Right. From an O. So it's like a brutal password, but I swear we wrote these passwords down correctly. And for whatever reason, the game never loaded where we were. So we could never make it far. Um, so the other night, I thought, maybe I'll finally try and like win this game. I might not win, uh, but I've certainly gotten way farther than I have in the past. And it helps that I can take a picture of the password so I can see exactly what Yeah, I was just going to say, like. take a picture. <laughs> yeah, uh, that helps. And it also saves like 15 minutes from just writing it down because um, it's so long. But... It's, it's kind of a cool game. It's not as good as Zelda 2. Uh, I love Zelda 2. I know a lot of people aren't too into that one. But it's not as good. But it's still like a really like interesting um, adventure game. It's, but it's very difficult. Um, I also am playing the game Cathedral on Switch. That's like a Metroid. It's, it's very... It's like an... It's like a throwback game. It's not another Retro-type game. Another throwback game. Very Metroid-like. Very Shovel Knight-inspired. Um, okay. Yeah, I can tell by the art. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, 
I, I'll say that it's harder than I thought it was going to be. Like the maze is, I'm already getting like kind of stuck and finding loads of dead ends. So it has like, it, it seems to so far, I probably put about two hours on though. It seems to so far have like very nest style type puzzles. I see. Like, I had to pull that up too. Like the one time I just walked through a wall and it took me, it was kind of like a shortcut. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess I can walk through that wall. Was and it I was glitched like, or was that intentional? No, it's wall? intentional because then I like walked right back through it and then I'm going back and forth. And I was like, oh, I guess I could <laughs> always walk through that wall. But now I know because of the way I came. So uh, that's Cathedral. It's pretty cool. And then I. That's $14.99, by the way, in case anybody wants to know. There you go. And then I picked up uh, Death Stranding for ps5 because i never i didn't have a ps4 and i love kojima games okay so i got the director's that. cut i assume you thought yeah yeah all right uh, and i'm loving that but I, I haven't gotten to play it probably almost well it's not even a week old yet but i, I haven't played it since sunday um but is that a weekend game for you yeah <laughs> yeah so i gotta get back in there it's one of those games where there's a lot of buttons and it's very complicated so if i don't play it for a week when i go to start it up again i'm gonna have no idea what i'm doing um, i understand that completely <laughs> <laughs> so i'm really kind of afraid especially when metroid happens because i know i won't play that game for like two weeks death stranding seems like it's one of these like mass it's like breath of the wild it's like a weird mm. breath of the wild it looks like it just goes on for eternity with um, boxes on your back yeah, but I love it, man. It's so good. <laughs> uh, and you're, you're like hanging out with this baby. Uh, the baby cries. It kind of reminded me of Yoshi's Island a little bit. Yeah, because he's got all these boxes. He has all these boxes. If no one's ever played this game. All right, think of Breath of the Wild. Um, but you're a delivery man. So you just have. So it has like this balancing kind of mechanic to it. So you pile up these boxes. And as the boxes get higher it's kind of hard to control Norman Reedus. He starts like stumbling all over and you're constantly pushing the triggers to like balance him. And then uh, a cool feature on the PS5, I actually, I forgot that the triggers did this because this is actually the first PS5 game I actually played other than the Astro Bot game that it came with. Yeah. So the, the heavier the load is on your back, the triggers are actually like hard to push in. So I thought the triggers were like broken for a second. I was just like, oh my God, the triggers are so hard. Like I was like, I, I don't get it. I can't do it. And then when I put down all the boxes and the triggers worked again, I was like, oh, that's really cool. I forgot that they're like haptic or whatever. That's um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty neat. So yeah, it's just a really weird game. And the community is always, it's pulling in like, all these things that everybody else has done in the game. So maybe somebody put like a ladder over a tough area and then you can walk over the ladder and you, you give it a like. With the, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. that. Yeah. So it has all sorts of cool little things like that. And you can, you know, you can tell the person if their ladder sucked because my ladder definitely sucked. I thought I was going down a hill. I lined my ladder up, I put it there and then I fell off the ladder and it was way longer than I thought. So whoever goes <laughs> down that ladder, I am not getting likes for that ladder. But no, it's it's a cool game. So I probably put I probably put about four hours onto that. Um, yeah, and I wish I could just keep playing it, but I can't. It's like almost got to take a vacation just to be able to play a game for a lot longer. Yep. Yeah. I hear you. It's like when I played Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> I, I played that when I was on vacation and put fifty hours in in the first week. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yep. I wanted to play that actually, but uh, yeah. So and then. 
there's like um this game's going back to breath of the wild this game's guardians they're if you ever watched a trailer they're like these ghosts um and you kind of go through like these ghost fields and the baby whole point of the baby is the baby powers up this little thing this this tracker so the tracker is telling you where the ghosts are so you're just slowly crawling around and the um Another like stealth element is like they hear you breathing. Is that the baby so in the, the jar thing doing that? Yeah, that's the baby in the jar. You hang out <laughs> with the baby. And then uh, you have to hold your breath. There's a button where he just literally puts his hand on his mouth to cover his breath and you're sneaking around. And it's just the way it's done is just super cool. And I'm all in on that. But nice. I'll, I'll let you guys go. There's my there's my three games. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> okay. I'm very intrigued by the Death Stranding, by the way. I mean, I've I've. I've kind of stayed away from right now. I only have a PS4, but I've been staying away from those games. But I, the game I've been wanting to pop back in is God of War because of the Ragnarok coming out. Yeah, at some point. So I want to get back into that. I never got to finish that one. So, but sorry. Go ahead, Jesse. All right, so I also have three games, and you have a few more than that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll start with uh, last week. I talked about Mindhunter. That was like an Intellivision homebrew. Uh, made cool. a cart game that I showed showed off last week. I played that. And I have like a twenty minute stream on my personal channel uh, showing that. It's basically Minesweeper. They okay. have uh, you know three board sizes and then three densities of mines. And if, if you fail, you just can then re- randomize the new game with the same settings as the last. If you succeed. Then the game starts again with additional with an additional mine. So like the first one I did, the easiest one is a ten by ten board with ten mines. So when I beat it, then it drew me a ten by ten board with eleven mines. And I didn't like try. I, I again I only played for like twenty minutes, so I didn't try to see how far I can go. But I did end up loading the the most difficult level that it can give me, which I th- think was twenty. By 30 with 30 mines, 35 mines. I don't remember. Anyway, I didn't think I was going to beat it, but I ended up beating that on my first try. <laughs> so, and then I, when I ordered that cart, I also ordered hardware to let me uh, dump in television games, the, the ROMs to my computer. So I, I plan on doing that. So I can then install it on my flash cart and just have all my games on one cart. Nice. Right. So I'll probably do another video showing that off. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Oh, thanks, Tim. You put my channel on. Sure. Yep. <laughs> okay. Then I also yeah, Seth was asking for it, so I figured other people would want to know. Okay. <laughs> I think I might have nine subs, so let's see if we can double that. <laughs> there we go well I have more than 9 subs but uh, I only have like 9 views per video usually <laughs> anyway so I immediately following my Mindhunter play I went to the Nintendo Dads channel and streamed act, the first 2 hours of Act Razor Renaissance and oh, yeah. I liked the first 2 hours you know, <laughs> I'll, oh, I'll no. continue that thought later uh so the like the original Act Razor, actually, I have a, a playthrough on my personal channel that I did for like three years ago, were pretty much from the start. I got to the end game in like four hours. Couldn't beat the end game because it got really hard. But uh, you really? know, uh, it's a relatively short game. You know, if, you know, if 
but you know, two hours into Act Three's the Renaissance, and I was still in the first town. So that they add, if all you know is the original game, you know they add a lot of new things. Like every region will get a hero that will like join your party, that will help you fight in the new battles that can happen during the town mode. That's kind of like tower defense. You, you, those who can't see my face, I'm not excited about this part. <laughs> Have, you just not like tower defense, or you just think it's something that doesn't belong in this game? Yes. <laughs> so both. So both. <laughs> okay. Do you remember Saul Seraph? Came out on Switch a year or two ago. Was supposed to be the Saul. spiritual successor to Act Razor. Oh yes, yes. I forgot the name of it. Yeah. And they they, they added. Tower defense type start stuff, and I'm like, uh, this is garbage. I don't like it. So I'm not liking this. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> I did. I, I I got to the second city. I'm near the end of the second city, and I'm like, got this encounter, which now introduces a new type of enemy that is like super defense, super hit points, super strong. That the goal is to beat him, but they're. Other waves are constantly coming. So I have to kind of still focus, split my attention on multiple things. You know, so at this point, I have two champions that can be on the board and fighting for me. You know, one from the first city, one from the second city. Oh, so they follow you. Well, I can direct them where to go. Okay. Because I'm still like the angel. And the angel himself can't even fight in these fights. Because... They're on the ground level. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, but one of the fail states is if the girl champion uh, dies or faints or gets knocked out, it's a loss. So, where at least the other guy can get knocked out and then he's just out for a minute and a half, two minutes, and then he'll come back in again. And I tried three or four times and didn't even get half, you know, the, 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 the one dude that has to attack never got down past 90% health. Even with me striking lightning bolts on him, it does very little damage. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I don't know if I'm if there's a trick that I'm completely missing. Maybe I need to use a separate power. I don't know if rain or sun would do something different. Or some maybe combinations of such. But at this point I really don't care anymore. I don't want to figure it out. <laughs> I, it, yeah. it, That's a bummer. Off. Yeah, I so, love the original game. I think the original game is awesome. Yeah, and I'm probably going to play the original game again when I have a vacation yeah. day. <laughs> Just at least until I get to the end game where I where I can't can beat win. that either. You can win. You can do it. <laughs> I do have this game on my wish list after watching uh, Jesse play the first first hour or two. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the God part of the game is the best part of the game. I don't like the action side. And again, the end game is hard. And that's that's and all. And I like the action, action stuff. So <laughs> well, there is there is an Actraiser two that's all action. Yeah. yeah, which means they took out the best part of the game, in my opinion. <laughs> I like I like the combination of the Actraiser yeah. showing. I didn't know this game was like this at all. I've kind of I missed out on playing it, the original uh-huh. and and this one. So now knowing what this is about, I'm I want to definitely check it out. So it's so good. It's like it has a great little story. There's like some moments that are like actually kind of touching. Um, 
I'm sure that's all bloated in the new version. There's probably all sorts of dialogue, and yeah, I'm sure like it's way more melodramatic. The, than, like but, the part in the second city where the kid wanders off and gets lost, that's still there. Okay, and you have to, but it has a separate, different resolution. Okay, so so yeah, they did change the story a bit. Yeah, but, yeah and uh, and it's, it's hard to tell what level the city is because the, you know, each each city has three stages so like the first they're just making houses out of huts you know straw grass mud dirt when they get high enough in the civilization they'll know how to make better houses but they won't innately start making them like you literally have to destroy the old houses and then they'll build the new houses up okay. and then they get to that's level three the, that's how the old one worked right I think that's yeah the old one worked the same way yeah. But there was a visual distinction between level one, level two, level three. It was easy to tell. This okay. one is not as easy to tell. At least I, I have a hard time figuring out. I think I've blown up the same level three house two or three times before I said, I think they're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to do that in order for them to increase the population high enough to do certain things. Because like a hut can only hold four or five people, but a level three house can hold 20. And they still have their limited real estate, so you have to increase the population density to get the higher population. You I just need spread. a level two house. Can can I get a level two house <laughs> for my family? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so it, your mileage may vary if you like tower defense and have the patience to, for that to try to figure it out. You know, give it a try. I think this was like what twenty or thirty bucks. I don't remember the price. I think it's thirty. Uh, uh, most of the reviews are glowing. I don't think I'm the only one who's having a problem with it. So it might just be me. And I'm okay with that, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, $30. Okay. The last game I want to talk about, which is a game I originally had no interest in, because we thought, oh, another card battle game, is Voice of Cards, the, Dragon, the Isle Dragon Roars, which was introduced... During the last Nintendo Direct, but uh, I think John yeah. from Dads After Dark did uh, talked about it and got me convinced to give it a try because no, it's not a card battler. Everything looks like a card, and everything is represented as a card. But the battles themselves are not card battles; they're like your normal Final Fantasy Dragon Quest turn-based random battle RPG fighting. Oh, uh, cool. So, yeah, you, your attacks are shown as cards, but it's not randomized. You always have the same set of, of tools, just like you know, fight, item, magic is always the same in Dragon Quest. So, it it's a traditional RPG with a new coat of paint, and I kind of like it. It, 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 it definitely sounds like it's your kind of thing there. So Yeah, it, it, it is slow-paced. It's very talky. It is voice acted, at least. So it's, it's, and it's like you're playing in a table with people playing Dungeons & Dragons, and you, your dungeon master just doesn't know when to shut up. That's kind of what this is. And... We, and when you're doing battles, some of the attacks requires you to roll a die to get a, a random bonus. And that is physically a dice that'll be rolled. It could be a d6, it could be a d10, it could be a, depending on what the attack is. Uh, 
and it's at least always consistent of which dice it is. This is yeah. What's the question in chat? Uh, how does it run on the Switch? Uh, Seth was asking oh. that, but I wasn't sure if he was asking about ActRaiser or this Voice of Cards game. Well, well both games so it- run well. Again, Voice of Cards is not really a twitchy game, so yeah. it doesn't... It could be running at 15 frames a second, and I wouldn't know it. He had to be, he had to be talking about ActRaiser, because I saw that yeah. one. Okay. So. Yeah, I, I didn't... Uh, it ran smooth. It, I didn't have any issues with that, other than the gameplay. <laughs> and so, just, yeah. to, just to ahead. reiterate uh, for all the listeners, uh, the Voice of Cards, the Isle Dragon Roars... Uh, this is a demo you played because the game doesn't come out until October 28th and the game is, you can pre-order for $30. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't say it was a demo. This way, yeah, this is the demo. And the, the, the it does say that the real game is not the same as the demo. So nothing will carry over. And it's like, it starts off in a castle. When you get outside, you see what outside is. And it does lock you in it shows you this by all these face down cards and then your token is a physical token like a monopoly piece you know that gets moved around that's indicating where your party is and when you approach cards that are still face down then they'll they'll flip up to, to reveal what it is so it might be a treasure chest it might be a locked door it might be a boat for reasons and but it does limit you. You can't explore the entire overworld. There's the, the narrator will say, I don't have that part of the story figured out yet. You can't go there yet. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. The way. So it, it locks you in. So I was able to like basically flip over every card and you get into a cave, which does recommend that you be at least level seven to, to get there. I was level eight, so I didn't have any issues. And then the cave gives you basically a new set of face-down cards that you traverse and try to get to the objective of why you were sent to the cave in the first place. I won't spoil that. Though, when I beat the boss, I was expecting to have to crawl back and I was going to hit the the cards that I didn't flip over on the way out. But it says, nope, we'll walk you back to the two finish it to wrap up this quest so a little disappointed in that that i couldn't flip over every card but this but you know it it and that, that effectively ended the demo and then it gave me the option to go to the eShop page from there which then gave me the option to pre-order the game and i did okay <laughs> sold so, for thirty dollars to jesse waldeck <laughs> yeah Nice. Yeah, and so I don't know how long the full game will be, but so for thirty dollar game, I'm not expecting a hundred dollar, hundred a hundred hour epic. Probably will be, you know, I guess be in the fifteen twenty hour area. That's where I'm hoping it lands. Because of course, you know, well, yeah, this was after Metroid, so I won't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> right. Yep. End of October. That's right. Yeah. Excellent. That's all well, thank I got. You, Jesse. All right. And uh, before I get into my games, uh, just one, I just noted that we've got several people who followed us during this time that we've been running the show. So um, Menace to Society, Art of Bacon, Sue R. Link, uh, 
or sewer link. I don't know. Retro cables, blueberry, phazon, previous Haas, <laughs> wrathful Haas, memento mori, and berg bits. It all followed us. So we got a bunch of new followers while we were doing the show. So thank you all for following us. And don't forget too, anybody who's watching and following along, if you become a subscriber, you also get access to our Discord channel and can join us in our conversations there and join in monthly mayhem that we have there every month as well. So, and also participate in other conversations outside of just Nintendo, which we have our Game Pass news group there. We have our Dads After Dark podcast there. Both those podcasts are there and there. Uh, and then we even have our Retro Logic peeps come in there too and talk about some retro games in our discord so don't forget about that um when you got those options for being a twitch subscriber so with that let me jump into my games uh the voice of cards i haven't played yet uh but it's on my it's on it's on deck let's say along with darksiders 3 i have that on deck as well just downloaded that today because it released today and uh, I'm actually going to do a video on that, just uh, maybe a first look or a let's play, depending on where I'm at with it. So, um, but I have it downloaded and ready to check out this weekend. So, because I had I had played Dark Siders too, and I really loved it. It's a hack and slash type game with some uh, with some uh, RPG elements, I guess, in it um, for upgrading weapons and upgrading your character and all that kind of stuff. So, but it's more, I like it more of the hack and slash type of things. Kind of, I felt like the Darksiders two was like a, a God of war, uh, you know, one, two or three type games, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that's why I look for, I'm looking forward to checking this one out. Uh, I've been playing games with my youngest son, Sam, as a reward for him to get him to do homework. Uh, I said, if you do homework, I will spend 90 minutes with you on whatever game you want to play because he has games he likes to play and wants me to play. But I've always said, heck no, I don't want to play that game. Like for one example, um, I have uh, Human Fall Flat. I've tried that with him before and I don't like the mechanics of that game. I It's like not fun for me. So I deleted it off my Switch and we hadn't played it for a while. But I told him, I said, look, any game, if I have to re-download it or whatever, if you if you have the game and you want to play it, you get me to play whatever game you want for 90 minutes. And he's been doing that. He's been doing his homework and he, I, he gets me to play. Uh, he's got me to play Clubhouse Games, 51 World Classics, which I don't mind playing that. We've had fun with yeah, that. Cool. Uh, Fortnite in creative mode. I... Haven't I actually deleted Fortnite off of my Switch recently? But he had me re-download it because he loves creative mode and he likes doing the parkour courses or the death courses or whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we we it, they're actually pretty fun. The ones that frustrate me the most is when like obviously the whoever designed the parkour piece didn't test it out or just whatever, and it gets frustrating and you have to use a grenade to blast yourself across the screen in order to get to another yeah. spot. That sounds safe. <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> human fall flat we need, uh, who wears osha when you need them right exactly uh human fall flat we actually played more today and um just it's it's fun to play with him especially with the mentality of hey he's having fun with it i'm yeah. i'm enjoying it because he's enjoying it uh ultimate chicken horse um 
Speaking of which, he says very funny, by the way, he'll say ultimate chicken whores. So, <laughs> and I mean, it just cracks us up all the time. I don't, I, don't, I don't know that one. Ultimate chicken horse is a, is an, you can play it online or local. And it's basically, you have to build these platforms to get across from one spot to another, to the goal. And you also are trying, you want to get over there, but you're also preventing the other players from getting over there. So it's like a catch 22 and a lot of people play it online. In fact, I think Chris HL in our community has played it a lot and has been trying to get us, a lot of us to play it. And I don't think hardly anybody plays it, but now I do. So if he does it again, I'll probably play. uh, So we'll probably do a a community game night with that. Probably if anybody else wants to join in, that's another thing we do in the discord is every two weeks, we do a community game night where we try to get everybody to play games together. Nice. the other game that I played with him today, in fact, was Quake. Uh, we've had that for a while, but we played it again today. Uh, we did the co-op mode where um, it runs fantastically, but looks just like it did when we had it on PC all those years ago, <laughs> but a little bit Sounds more high risk. me. Yeah, and, but it's really fast-paced and really fun, and I was having a blast with it, and he was too. We were doing the co-op mode and trying to get through nice. some levels, and... So that was pretty fun. Nice. And oh, look at that. Chris HL is in there in the chat already. He's like, yeah, Tim, we need to play some ultimate chicken horse. So you got it. You got it. So, so those are the games I've been playing with Sam. And then um, on my own, I've been playing, I got videos out for forgotten city, the cloud version that was announced and we got a review code on. I got, I got a video out on that. Uh, So I won't go into detail there other than it's, um, Based on Skyrim, if I remember correctly, is what it was originally built off of, a mod of Skyrim. And it did so well that they made its own game and all that kind of stuff. And that uh, it's a game that it's a murder mystery type game, but also it loops like Groundhog Day. So uh, I haven't gone any further with it, so I don't know how much how much into that it does, but that's what I got in yeah. as far as I did it's kind of burned me out on games like that. Right. I yeah. So like I don't, one. I don't know how much of it is going to be like the 12 minutes game you referenced, if, you know, cause it did kind of burn me out a little bit on that as well, but I enjoyed the story of 12 minutes. This one seems like it's an interesting story as well, but I haven't gone much more into it since the video, which I'm hoping to do, but go watch the video to kind of see how the cloud game version of this works. Uh, it worked out well for me. And again, it's based on your broadband speeds and all that kind of stuff. But keep in mind, if you have a new OLED device, you're going to have Ethernet port you could plug into and make it a little bit faster. <laughs> so the other game I've been playing, I also have a video out or will be out on October 1st, is Street Outlaws 2 Winner Takes All. That is based on the Discovery Channel TV show. It's a street drag racing game. I like racing games, so I got to check this one out uh, and did a video on that. Again, that will come out October 1st. It's scheduled a lot. Uh, the video is scheduled to go out then on October 1st, so I won't go into too much detail there other than it's a racing game simulation. So it's not necessarily arcadey. It's more simulation. Uh, speaking of racing games, I did download Hot Wheels Unleashed. Um 
thanks to Marty's uh, video. He did a video on that and I was like, watched him play it. And I was like, sold. Cause I love me some racing games, especially arcade racing games. So I played a little bit of it. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot to unlock. If you're a collector, especially with hot wheels, cars, you'll love this game. Cause they look fantastic on, on the switch. I just started the hot Wheels city rumble campaign. So I'm looking forward to uh, getting further in that as a single player campaign of it. But there's also some online elements uh, to Hot Wheels Racing that I haven't dove into yet. So I don't know very many details. And I know there's tons of questions as far as how Hot Wheels Unleashed goes into the packages that they offer um, and the, the online type interactions and what you buy into, the loot boxes. I believe the loot boxes are only in-game, so you don't have to pay extra money for the loot boxes. I don't think yet, but they do have some online capabilities yet that I still have to look into and find out more. So if if one of us has isn't doesn't planning on it, I'm sure we will soon and try to do an update video on that because I know there's a lot of questions around that. And the last game I'm going to talk about is A Juggler's Tale. I finished that one. It is a... Um, game that um, it's a very short game. It's like three hours long. I think it took me maybe four, Uh, but I played through it and um, I I absolutely love this game. I played through it. It was a great story. Uh, I also have a video out on this for, on the Nintendo dad's page and it's my review of the game. And because it's a short game, I don't want to spoil anything in the story, but uh, basically it's a marionette, if I pronounce that right, uh, which is the string puppet um, that you control. Her name is Abby, and it's basically a narrator or the puppeteer who is operating Abby is narrating the story. And and it's basically you're showing the story. This, you're basically in your, you're in a mid, it's medieval times. You're in your carriage with the, you know, the carriage is your stage to do the marionettes uh, puppet show. And um, you're telling the story from the perspective of the narrator um, to start with. And it's about Abby trying to become free and then uh, goes into that story. There is a twist in the story. I don't want to give anything away as much as I want to keep talking about it. But it just, again... The whole thing, it, it I think it was well done. The graphics are great. It, you think it, the graphics are going to be one way when it starts, and then it changes, and then it changes as it builds towards throughout the story, and just is fantastic on the Switch. And I loved every minute of the game. I uh, uh, loved every... The music is catchy and sounds uh, fantastic. Um, melodic, if you will. If you will. Uh, it's very... It just... Everything about this game, I just love. And I probably have better descriptions in my <laughs> Twitter that I posted than I can think of right now. But uh, or actually, I wrote some of them down right here, actually. It was like, uh, what I say? Music is melodious. Art is astonishing and detailed. Story writing is entertaining and whimsical. And it has rewarding puzzles, too. So it's not just like listening and making choices or anything like that. It's basically you are using the... Uh, like I said, it's a marionette. So you have to use the strings as part of the puzzles. So as you're going through the stages and then, or they can actually be to your disadvantage as the story goes along, 
the bad guys will also have to worry about those strings too. So something to keep in mind when you're playing. Again, it's very short. You can play that in a good, you know, a good, you know, four hours sit down, I think, on a weekend and knock it out. And because of everything I mentioned before, this is on my game of the year uh, talks when that time comes on my list. Cool. So highly re- recommended. And with that, again, I'll say Juggler's Tale. Check it out. And with that, that's the games I've been playing. And with it, let's see. Oh, you got this on my radar, Tim. Is this a good one for spooky month? Uh, actually, yes, there is some spooky elements to it. Uh, I think uh, there was references to maybe Inside or Limbo, if you've ever played those games. Um, it's kind of got the those relative uh, relativity to those games. Uh, the rating, if that helps, is E plus 10 uh, on it for the U.S., so if you're going to play it with your kids or anything like that, keep that in mind. There are some dark moments. In fact, there was one scene that I noticed. It was like, oh, yeah, uh, if kids are paying attention, you may have to explain that, which is basically um, there's a swampy area that has some people who were hung. So mm-hmm. in the background. Okay. So because uh, it, it's supposed to give it a very e- eerie feel. So, but it, it's appropriate for the game and what the story it's trying to tell. So it makes sense. It, and then there's also a spider, a giant spider. So if you don't like, if you're arachnophobe, <laughs> don't, uh, don't play this game. Uh, so great question. All right. Again, uh, there's videos on a lot of these games we talked about. If not, if you want to see a video on it, just let us know and we'll certainly do a video on it. Um, with that, let's get to the community spotlight. All right, Philip, you are our guest, and this is where we like to give you the spotlight to be able to talk about what you want to talk about, where you can direct people to find you on the social webs if you will <laughs> and then uh um just your time to shine all right so um you can find me on twitter and instagram as at a at a phil summers that's how you can find me um hey <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I i'm kind of the elephant in the room right now um you know, I, I would have had a project to direct you towards, which was called Hand Drawn Game Guides. They were these uh, pretty cool guides they put together. Um, they're all hand drawn, and I made them based on NES games. So there was, I made four of them. I made one for Ninja Guide, Contra, Ninja Gaiden, Legend of Zelda, and Metroid. Um, oh, there it is, Zelda! Awesome. We'll get that. Yeah, I got I got that from somewhere. I don't know where I got that's that. A, that's an artifact now. Um, <laughs> so I ran uh, this campaign that did pretty good, but uh, ultimately uh, didn't didn't make it, didn't survive. And yeah, uh, Tim and I both were tried attempted to throw money at you. No, that's okay. <laughs> yep. I don't need. That. We were on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so. You know, a bunch of stuff happened. I mean, you guys can feel free to ask me questions. It's it's fine. I, I'm not like gonna have like a breakdown or anything. Um, but the guys, but it, it, 
Okay. It is something amazing that you, I would say, and a lot of our community has said that you handled very well and how you handled all of this. Uh, I'm not, you've seen a lot more response than we probably did, but from our perspective, you handled it well and it seemed like everybody else took it well and how you had to shut it down before you took money, which was very wise in my opinion. Um, so congratulations on how well it did. I wish it would have gone through, but I understand why it didn't. Yeah. And hopefully things are going better for you in the future to do something great beyond that. So. Thanks. Uh, yeah, that I, I could have, I could have had the money go through. That would have been a real problem. Um, because I mean, oh, man, I can, do you want to hear this? Do you want some of the story? Do you know? Like, go for it. It's your floor, sir. Um, <laughs> So I got an email from a company. I'll just call them a company. Um, easy to figure out. Um, I got an email like Saturday afternoon, which I only happened. Like, I just so happened to go on my computer. Um, I wouldn't have seen it. And uh, I saw it at around 5 p.m. on Saturday. And this campaign was set to end at 12 p.m. the following day. And they said that they reached out to Kickstarter to file a copyright claim which if it was not the weekend Kickstarter would have gotten this claim and they would have uh, post, but they would have, they wouldn't have canceled the campaign. They would have postponed the campaign, uh, which really just kind of pauses it. Yep. And from what I understand, it pauses. I've it. seen that before. Yeah. Yeah. And With this and, one. Yeah. Oh me, yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 That's what yeah, happened <laughs> to, to that one. So the amiibo then, book for then, our listeners, the yeah, unofficial me book. Yeah, that it's it's interesting you bring that one out because uh, I use that for a lot of like guidance as to how to like approach this whole thing. Um, okay. So, um, yeah, they reached out and said they're postponing with Kickstarter. It was the weekend I knew Kickstarter was not going to postpone it. Then they also said to me that they would like to have a conversation. So there was no like cease and desist. Um, but I wrote back to this person and I said, I probably need to take this down because a whole bunch of money is going to go through and I'm probably going to be really screwed uh, if all this money goes through. Kickstarter takes a cut of, obviously, they take a cut of what you have raised because um, that's how Kickstarter makes their money. Yes. And I may have been in a position where I would have had to uh, refund over 5,000 people, whatever it was. Um, and I wouldn't have been able to do that. And I would have been 30 grand in the hole. Um, right. So I thought, well, I guess I need to take this down. And I made that decision pretty quickly because I don't want to screw around and I don't want to cause any trouble. Right. Um, so I did that. And thank God I did because Kickstarter, they, they send a response the following Tuesday. We got a copyright claim and we're postponing your campaign. It's like too late, guys. Like <laughs> I, I already took care of it. And if you didn't take care of it, I would be so screwed right now. Right. Um, so that's what happened there. And then um, I waited a week to have this conversation. Actually, I said, spoke to other people and it seemed that because there was going to be a conversation that that was maybe a positive thing. And the conversation was more just like, yeah, this all has to go. Uh, I had some back and forth as to what could be done here. Didn't seem like there was really anything I could do there. Uh, so that was when I thought, okay, this is done and I can't really pursue it anymore. 
I would have rather have just gotten the Thanks for doing this at the last minute, guys. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah, I yeah. Uh, I would rather have gotten the cease and desist uh up front because it would have saved me a week of stress, but uh that's okay. Uh you know, I made it out alive. And uh you know, the, the only the, the thing that really uh bummed me out about it was, you know, the Metroid book um was finished, but like no one had seen it. And I was like, I wanna put this out. It's kinda sucks. Like I don't even wanna I don't even want it. I don't want to charge anybody. I just want to put it out. I just want it to exist. Um, so I worked with uh, Metroid Database. They've been an amazing Metroid fan site for forever. And then yes. uh, they offered to host it. So they're hosting it. And then I reached out to um, Zelda Universe. And I said, hey, you guys have also been doing this a long time. Be awesome if, you know, if, would you mind hosting this thing for me in the future and they said that sounds great so zelda and metro exist on those two websites uh you can access them whenever you want so uh they're both out there um Fantastic. and that's the and that's the way to see them so <laughs> if you have any interest in these guides uh their pdfs are available on those two sites and you can play through those games with them that's wonderful thanks for sharing those too that's uh that's awesome to be able to see that out there yeah. Like you said, especially since we didn't get to see the Metroid one. Yeah, and and like you know, I was getting good feedback on the Metroid one from like people that I had like tested out and everything, and I just thought, oh, like I just want people to play Metroid. Ultimately, I just want people to play Metroid, right? Like, right, yeah. I just want them to enjoy this game I love. So, you know, whatever. Uh, so they're out there and they exist, but uh, you know, the hand-drawn game guides thing is. It's probably done. I definitely got like the wind knocked out of my sails here. Um, I bet. And well, we're definitely going to get a lot of questions around not necessarily the the guides and the whole situation, but just your artistic skills and and some advice. In fact, we have one in the chat that came up uh, sure. from one of our um um. Uh, Frequent people that, yeah, he frequently contributes to us all the time, which is awesome. Yeah. So Mecha Dragon 101, he asks, I need artist advice for someone like me who's a beginner drawer. You got any tips for the beginner? Yeah, just keep drawing. Keep drawing. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. I mean, it's keep the best drawing. tip. It's the best tip, right? Like, draw, draw everything. Draw, like, uh, especially with the YouTube world out there everybody i think people get hung up on tutorials and at the end of the day you just need a pencil and paper and you need to look and study out and you need to look at objects you need to study objects you need to see how light hits objects and see the shape of the objects like that that is literally all it comes down to you can put a cup of empty cup of yogurt in front of your face and just draw a nice still life and you'll learn so much from it right like there's yeah. that's the the most important piece of advice so you can watch tutorials and they'll show you how to draw all the anime faces you want to learn how to draw but at the end of the day draw from life and you can bring that in to whatever type of art and style you want to go for because you need to understand fundamentals and how things work it's it's super important draw figures draw naked bodies don't be afraid of it you're not drawing porn you're learning how things work and how things move it's I, these are like the basics um 
when I went to school for this, well, first I went to community college for a semester and I had a, I had learned how to draw fairly well by myself, but I had a great class. If you want a great book, uh, drawing on the right side of the brain, it's a great book, um, has lots of great exercises in there. And the class I had, the, the drawing fundamental drawing class I had that, that my teacher used that book as the, it was basically the course. And when I took that course, there was a lot of people in that class where I, you know, we did like a, a self-portrait the first day. And this was all intentional because your self-portrait, you know, it's to see how you're going to grow. Right. So you drew your self-portrait the first day. And I remember looking around and I was just like, there's a lot of really bad portraits. Not that mine was great. But I just thought these people are in the wrong class. But by the end of the class, I, I was legitimately impressed to see everybody's self-portraits at the end within whatever that semester was, three months, and the progress that they all made. And I just thought, wow, this is this is pretty amazing. And we're just doing drawing exercises that are stuff that you can find like in this book, right? Um, and it was literally, you would show up to class. And this guy would just throw a bunch of stuff in a big pile, shoes and all sorts of things. He's like, all right, guys, just, and he would light it and draw this for two hours. And you just sit there doing that for, for whatever, you know, the length of the class. Um, and I, we made such progress. And then I ended up going to, to art school and um, I went to the Art Institute of Philadelphia. And somehow there was no drawing, no fundamental drawing class. They threw you right into figure drawing. And so many people struggled because there was never a class that just made you sit down and figure all these things out, like basic things out. Um, so yeah, get that book. It's a great book. I always recommend it. I've been recommending that book for geez, probably like 20 years now. <laughs> well, I just um, put the link in our chat in our Twitch chat. So yeah. oh, uh, great. hopefully it went over to, Am uh, excuse me, YouTube, but it is an Amazon link. Uh, they have a kit actually with the draw on the right side of the brain starter kit. So oh, cool. Yeah, no, it's a great book. Uh, so yeah, that's my advice to just keep drawing and draw things. You're not comfortable drawing and challenge yourself to draw different things. Excellent. Thanks. That's some awesome advice. And that's something I hope to get back into because I loved drawing in my younger days, just never got back into it. And uh, especially like comic book characters or, yeah. My favorite subjects were uh, my favorites from G.I. Joe, Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. So yeah, yeah. those were my favorites to draw. Cool. So uh, and then cars. I love drawing cars. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. Um, but definitely that's something uh, I will look at, too, for myself when I want to get back into it. One thing at a time, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Mecha Dragon, we also have an email from him. He says, I have two questions. I got to ask this out of obligation. And this again is probably for more for Jesse since he, we talked about it earlier, but which one of you dads managed to see the new, my little pony movie on Netflix and which is Izzy's best pony now. And why is Izzy the best pony? Oh, why is, sorry. Why is Izzy the best pony now? Who, who's your dad's best pony? Like if we, if we watch the, my little pony stuff, do we have a favorite pony? Well, so, so Jesse, yes, go ahead and <laughs> I'll start. Yeah. Yes. I watched the new on Netflix and yes, I liked Izzy the best out of the new batch. I don't remember. I honestly couldn't remember any of their names. I didn't even know which one was Izzy until I looked it up because only because you, you pointed her out. 
she she she's she's the unicorn in the group um but she's just the bubbliest personality you've ever seen it's it's funny to watch her do anything and when people are kind of insulting her and she just doesn't care and just keeps doing what she does and it's fun the i i went in you know, I, I was a big fan of the Gen 4 series, you know, the most recent one that used the 2D flash animation. And Rarity is best pony in that one, by the way. Um, so I was kind of had low expectations going into this one, going into the 3D. Uh, and it, I, I thought it was a really good movie and told, told a good story and had some good, uh, lessons to learn about, uh, racism, et cetera. And, uh, the, like, this generation is like hundreds or thousand years in the future from Gen 4. So, Gen 4 is literally referenced. So, we just don't know what happened in the middle. <laughs> but, uh, this will eventually be a TV show. I'm presuming it'll continue with a 3D animated art. I don't think they'll be as detailed. The, the budget on a TV show is far less than that of a movie, so we'll see if they can if they can keep it up and uh, continue with good with good stories. Cool, Philip, because you have two daughters, are they into uh, My Little Pony at all? Uh, they were briefly a couple of years ago, but no, didn't really stick with them. But yeah, mine wasn't. Uh, um, my middle child or my middle child is my daughter. She was maybe a tiny bit, especially when they, when they went to the human form version. Oh yeah. Uh, she liked those for a brief moment. My oldest, she actually really liked them too. Um, and was getting into it at her time. Again, she was, she's 26 now. So, but at her time she was in the, my little pony at, at the time. Yeah. My youngest is 19 now. So, you know, she was definitely in the target demographic when Gen 4 started. Yeah. So out of all of them, I can't remember which one was my favorite. I was trying to look it up real quick. If I saw like which one it was, uh, like Rainbow Dash, I think is cool. I think it was that one. Um, uh, but that again, I can't think of them all. And the one with the cowboy hat, I think she was kind of cool. Applejack. Applejack, yeah. So, but I only know it because of my kids being into it. So otherwise I wouldn't have been. And I do know about at the time when my oldest was into the ponies, the bronies thing was a thing too. Yes. So uh, I don't know if it still is or not, Um, but. um, I I think that community (laughs) (laughs) self-destructed. Yeah, very much so. it, It was more toxic than normal toxic communities. Okay. Yeah, so I, I'm not. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. get involved with the communities at all, but yeah. I thought it was cool yeah. that there were uh, guys that were into it. I've shown a few of the stuffies I have in the past, but I bought a bought a set I was originally going to give to my daughter, and I'm like, no, nah, screw that. These this set cost me eighty bucks. I'm keeping yeah. them. So I, have I do have all, the, all all six of them up on my wall over here. I don't have them near nearby, but I do have the. Uh, special edition magic gathering cards that have the my little ponies on it there's three of them i think nice. three or four I didn't so know i do did have those yeah i forget which ponies are on them but i i love magic gathering and you know i was 
like I said, my kids had my little ponies at some time. So I was like, I'm going to get these cards. And I gave my oldest a set too. So I, I had bought two sets and gave, gave her a set of, you know, her past with it. So very cool. Very good. Good question. The second question that Mecha Dragon has is how do you feel about people who wait on getting a new game? Cause they want to get it physically. Try not to get into another physical versus digital argument again. I don't understand how people can wait for months to play a game just because they want it physical versus just playing it now digitally. I get that they want to have the box for their collection, but I see it this way. If not, maybe people even purchase their games when it's out digitally, then companies like Limited Run wouldn't even consider doing the work to make a physical release. So essentially... Are you on the wait for a physical version when it comes out? Or are you the type of person to do digital and then get physical or just digital? Uh, I waited for Street of Age 4 for physical because uh, I knew I just wanted to own that. Um, okay. And I didn't mind waiting because I don't know, like, I, it doesn't matter. You got right. other stuff to play. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, all right, I had to wait like four months. Okay, big deal. And then when it showed up, I was like, all right, cool. Fine, I get, I get to play this game. Um, but you know, I find that when I do buy it digital, I have no, I don't really have much of a desire to double dip and buy the physical version, which is why I decided to wait for Streets of Rage. Cause I knew if I downloaded it, I wouldn't want it. And I just kind of wanted to have it in the collection. Um, Makes sense. yeah, but I mean, I don't look, everybody's got their thing. I imagine a lot of people that double dip on these things they have downloaded it and then they're buying it off limited run they're just keeping it in the shrink wrap is my thought is that most people probably do that yeah. <laughs> not most but i'm sure there's a lot of people that probably do that um yeah, yeah I, I did that with 3d all-stars i bought it digitally and bought physical and it's still sealed yeah so yeah, yeah and, you know, there's the, the collector mentality yeah, the normal there. listeners Look, will know i'm that 99.9 percent digital I think there's like three physical games I own, and one of them is We Fit. No, not We Fit, but the Ring Fit, because yeah. you can't get that digitally. Yeah. Yeah. And like Breath of the Wild, because I got one of the collector's editions. And uh, the Doki Doki Literature Club Plus, I am double dipping on that. I'm getting the physical when that finally releases, also on the 8th, unless they delay it again. Are they better or not? <laughs> right. Another another thing I have adjusted to, like I used to only want physical stuff because uh, I just like to collect all of it, but I've I've kind of gotten over that, and I don't mind downloading games. And I've also gotten to the point where, and this kind of sucks, but like games are kind of just like disposable now. I like don't mind if I delete, like I don't care if I delete a game off my Switch and never download it again. Like if I played it and I enjoyed it, I got my money out of it. And if it's taking up space and I want to free something up, like I really don't care if I had to delete that. And I know I'm in the minority when I say stuff like that, but that's oh, just I completely the agree with like, you. There's, I yeah. there's so many games. It's just, you know, like I, <laughs> it's too yeah. much. It's too much. Yeah. So. Similar arguments can be made for games that they come on PlayStation first. And like, we know a switch version is coming, but we just, it'll be later, you know, some people will buy both. Some people will wait for the Switch. Some people will buy the PlayStation 4 and say, screw the Switch. Yeah, so. Disco Elysium is one of those for me where I, it's been out on the other systems, but I wanted to wait for it to come out on the Switch. I haven't bought it yet either, but it's right. something that when I'm ready to buy or maybe ask for for Christmas, I'll, you know, yeah. 
that'll be on my list to get Dragon on Quest Switch. Eleven. I bought. I waited. I it was really hard to wait, but I did wait and buy the buy it on Switch versus PS4. <laughs> it's because I would. It's I knew having that portably would be the better option. Got it. Yep. So, and it also probably comes down for many people financially. Uh, you know the financial impact yeah. Yeah. too. So it's like physically, it ends up going on sale usually more so than it does digitally, or vice versa. So, or yeah. you can only afford to buy one version. Uh, I, I, for me, it's usually because of shareability as well. Physical, you can share that a little bit easier, obviously, yeah. than it would be for digital, where you have to get a little creative with the uh, logins on your Switch. Yeah. So. Um, uh, but for example, a game like Metroid Dread, I am, I have that pre-ordered digitally, but I also got the champ, uh, the, the special edition or whatever that is as well, uh, for physical, because I'm a huge Metroid fan and I want to have the box. <laughs> I want to have the special edition. So, uh, that's what I wanted to have. So, uh, so there's those type of mentalities as well. And even still, even even though I'm getting the box version, it's not going to be sealed because it's going to be usable by whoever else in the house wants to play it. So, yes, I'll have the digital version of mine. Nobody will touch it. I don't have to worry about it. There will be the cartridge version that anybody else in the house wants to play. They can play it. So it will be open. It's not like I'm collecting it to be a collector. So all those different scenarios could be any reasons why somebody would want to wait for physical or buy both versions. Um, or I think another thing that I did was with Scott Pilgrim. I bought digital so we could play it then and there, but I also bought it physical because I wanted to have it on cartridge for Sammy to play because he liked playing it. So we played, we did co-op on mine. And then when we got it, you know, a few months later when Limited Run does theirs, that's why. So and I think uh, $2 Hill Hero also said something about it here. He said, dude, I've got more games than I'll be able to play in my lifetime. I'm happy to wait for physical releases sometimes. I'm so glad Disco Elysium's physical doesn't come out until 2022. I have no time to play it right now. So, and then uh, he also said, spend your money however you want and have fun. So, but, so if you're, I guess back to Mecca, bringing it back to Mecca is... You don't have to understand why people do physical or choose to wait for physical. If if that's what you don't, if you prefer digital and want to play it now, that's your choice. Let yeah. the people want to do physical when they want to do it. Yeah. So, all right. We have another question by D Brown via email, but um, D Brown, we're going to wait to pass that on next week. Hopefully when Marty will be back and he can answer that since that was directly directed towards him. So we'll wait for that one for that day. And then now we'll move on to questions from Discord, which again, we had a lot of excitement between Discord and Patreon. A lot of excitement for you being on, Phil. So hopefully no we can get through these questions for you. <laughs> okay, I'll, and... I'll try and move fast. Forward, I guess. <laughs> All right. So speaking of $2 hero, Seth here said nice love phil so much he's a great guy and you all are going to have a great show tonight Thanks, Seth. he's a massive fan of the nes obviously and i'd love to know what he thinks is the number one most underrated nes game oh <laughs> Under and jesse if you got zelda, one zelda too. two there it is zelda two there you there, go there you go everybody hates that game it's awesome 
Easy. That's an easy one. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of a podcast called Nostalgia? I have. Yeah. So, you know, they, they, they were playing every North American release NES game in order from release and, and they vote whether it's on the essential game list or not. And there was a lot of debate about Zelda 2. It ended up not being on. And I'm like, no, that game should be Wrong. there. <laughs> Wrong. All right, Bobzilla, last Smash character is who? He says a Goomba. I would say that a Goomba is as iconic as Mario. It is the first enemy that ever defeated Mario. Super Mario. (laughs) Do you guys have any who you think the last Smash character should be? Well, I answered this last week or the week before, but I can say it again. But I'll I'll let you go first. I mean, I I don't even know. There's so many of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I feel like oh. I feel like they opened up the uh, Microsoft thing there with Banjo and Minecraft. So I don't know. They'll, maybe they'll do something like Master Chief or something weird. Okay. I, I, I think they're going to go meta, and the last character will be Awatasan. <laughs> and all the all alt colors fighters will be. Miyamoto-san, Reggie, <laughs> Fuwakawa, whatever his name is. <laughs> that would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. I was always... different from Mii Fighters because in Mii Fighters, you keep your face and the costumes around it, but this is their faces. Mm-hmm. True. For me, it's I always thought they should have a res- I know they do have Resident Evil representation but i always thought they should have resident evil characters in it so like leon and and such or veronica so i thought those two would be kind of cool um as well and then uh but i also thought it would be cool if they weren't going to do waluigi as the last character to have waluigi as the um surprise additional character for like a going away present before they, sh- you know, stop making fighters for the game. So those nope. those would be my guess. I know, nope, I know, nope. everybody's hoping, but I, I thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> All right, I would like to know. This is from Saz. I would like to know what Phil's dream nine to five main gig would be. I don't know. There's so many. <laughs> I, don't I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um. Right. Maybe you're already living the dream. You never know. He he may already be living it. <laughs> I mean, I like my job. It's fine, but it's not. Yeah. It's not the dream job. I don't know. Making something cool on my own at the house. I was really close. There was. I was really close to it. Um, so that would be it. Some kind of thing that I've created that people are into. That people are into enough where I could like support my family and live pretty comfortably. That would be a dream job. That'd be awesome. Cool. Very cool. Also another question for you, Phil, what games game series would Phil like to see brought back or refreshed or rebooted? I should, I should be able to just rattle this off the top of my head. Um, well, it is getting yeah. late. I understand. Yeah, sorry. Right. <laughs> uh, I'd love to see, I made, I made books on them. So let's say Ninja Gaiden and Contra. Uh, I know they exist in this form, but like, I would like a throwback game like those. Okay. Um, they made that new Contra. That was 
dog crap. I played a demo of that. That's what <laughs> I don't think it counts, right? Because it's like Contra Corp or something like that. It counts. It's got Contra in the logo. Oh, okay, darn it. It stinks. Um, and then I never got into the 3D Ninja Guidance too much, so some kind of throwback one would be pretty cool. Um, I did like the Ninja Gaiden that came out for the DS. I did like that one. Yeah, that was good. Dragon Sword, that was cool. Yeah. Um, and, or let's say F-Zero. That'd be a good one to have back. I love that. There you go. And I don't know. I'm sure I could think of a million of them, but for whatever reason, I'm freezing up. <laughs> all right. So for all of us, we Before have... Well, last uh, week, I probably would have said Actraiser. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> for all of us, kind of going along the same lines here, if you could... Same question from SA... Or uh, another question from SAZ. If you could direct any Nintendo game you wanted, what would it be? Any particular franchise? Any ideas about plot or concept? That Star type Fox. of thing. I would do a Star Fox. All right. Yeah. One that doesn't require two controllers or two screens. No, but I like that too. But (laughs) I don't know. Um, I'll think about this a bit. If you have mine would mine would be F Zero, and I talked about this actually with uh, on Seth's show, uh, their All In show. We talked about this, but I think I I really dig the idea that that I came up with for the F Zero would be that um, Captain Falcon. The story would be he has to drive in the races and win to earn money to open up his own uh, restaurant for the noodle shop shop that, you know, that we saw in Smash. So he's trying and he also earns recipes to join in that uh, or to do that. So he gets to earn some recipes and he has to make those and then earn money so they can open up his own uh, noodle restaurant. So and I would love to direct that. That's great. Yeah, so yeah, he said Tim's F Zero ramen pitch is legendary. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, got a simple one. Uh you know how we have we've seen Picross crossover with various other franchises. We've seen Zelda and a Pokemon and uh there was a over several uh, there been several with anime series. How about one with Dragon Quest? Like Dragon Quest Die. Uh, it's a, okay. a a re, uh, an anime that's been going on for about a year now. And uh, I think a new mobile game just dropped this week around that around that show. Okay. I think, I don't remember. I know we talked about it before. Yeah, I know I'm not playing it because I'm still playing Tact, and I, don't, I can't afford to play two of those. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, on to Andros's question. He said he's got a question for you, Philip. As an artist, what are your thoughts on IP licensing in the gaming space? <laughs> what sort of changes, if any, would you like to see made to the laws surrounding IP protection and fair use? You got me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm... Maybe not so restrictive and... Uh... Maybe a little bit looser, I guess. I don't know. I understand, like, I, and you brought up a good point too, in, in your ordeal that you know, they that's their their IP, so they have every right to do what they are doing with yeah. it. Yeah, and uh, I've come to find there's a lot of gray area. Like, there was an article I found the other day, um, written. It was the article was a uh, on GameIndustry.biz, um, and the headline was something like, you know, well, when is infringement 
you know, what's the line between copyright infringement and whatever. And I was like, well, that seems to pertain to me. Uh, yeah. And then I started reading it and it was about me. And, oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's got to be like, interesting. I was like, this is weird. And then <laughs> they, they, they asked some lawyer to like basically his thoughts on the Kickstarter. I'm just like, what is going on here? Um, but ultimately, the lawyer is just like, yeah, it's just a gray area. There's no like, there's no... I mean, if you're not doing officially licensed, it's just all kind of a gray area um, and there's no real answer to it. So, yeah, that's unfortunate, too. Yeah. Like I probably could have continued selling books uh, the way I was selling them previously, um, probably forever. You know? Probably would have been under the radar enough, yeah, right? Uh, five, you know, 200, 500 books here and there. Um you know, when you don't have a big old number publicly on a website, um, you know, I think that probably really works against you. <laughs> hmm. But when it's a little more discreet, roll up to a convention with a table of books or whatever, you know, you can get away with that. Um, yes. But you're basically, basically the article is like you're just playing with fire. So, and I know I was. Um, it's just I happened to be the one that got taken down. Yeah, so. I know it's a bummer, but uh, I believe everybody. Um, sh I, it seems like everybody again from my perspective. It seems like you had a lot of support. So yeah, uh, so that's good. Cool. cool. All right. So <laughs> SAZ uh, also came back with another question. If you could direct any instant, wait, is that a repeat? It is a repeat. I, that's a repeat. Oh, yeah. So, well, and we already asked, talked about last Smash character. So, yes. All right. So, question for Philip by Chris HL: uh, What obscure NES game would you like to see make a modern console return? <laughs> so well, maybe that kind of goes yeah. along with the, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so kind of like the same lines there, what you talked about before in regards to what game you would want to do a return from. Yeah. So. And you mentioned Zelda too, so and he's a fan of that as well. So how, Skinny Matt, how, how, how about instead of Xanadu, a Switch Xanadu? There oh, you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I actually just bought that game. Um, Bach. I already had it, but I just bought it boxed because um, I just love the cover and everything. And I'll probably just sell my other copy. Yeah, it was a pretty cool cover. Skinny Matt asks, what is the best local regional food from your area or hometown? He says here in Rochester, we got the good old garbage plate. And then also from that same uh, Discord um, thread, Hot Rodimus 83 said, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, checking in, got to be chicken bog. In fact, next weekend is the bog off. <laughs> never heard of that. Yeah, right? But what is your best local regional food from your area or or hometown? I just love a good old cheesesteak. You know, I'm right in Philly. We have the best cheesesteaks. Nice. Jesse's in KC, so so I, I got I got to go with the uh, like the Burn Adams and the barbecue. And there you go. Okay. Brisket. And I'm from the Detroit area, so I could say Coney Dogs. We got some good Coney's here. Believe it or not, I know it might be more related to New York, but I like Coney's. Detroit style, Detroit, Detroit style pizza. We have our favorite barbecues here as well. So 
I just I eat everything, so the, I can't the, just the, the pretenders. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I would say probably the Coney Dog is a good regional food for our area. All right, I don't want to get too much more into the food because I might get hungry. Yeah. You know, <laughs> can't have a late night snack. Can't have yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Max Power, not a question, but a comment. Jesse's Pokemon is one of my favorite parts of the show. I never played a Pokemon game, but I like to pretend I'm in a graduate level science class learning about uh, creatures the professor discovered on his most recent expedition. So there you go, Jesse. You got a fan. <laughs> Yay. I... <laughs> now, so that, that counteracts Justin. So now we just yes. need more. <laughs> That's right. Yep. So, and we always love hearing about your favorite parts of the show. So, if you got any more favorite parts, let us know in either by Twitter or Discord or Patreon, however it means necessary. All right. Now we're getting into the the Patreon questions. Jason asks, if you don't mind sharing, what are y'all days dad's day jobs? What do you do during the day? Mine for me is I'm a user acceptance tester specialist, essentially. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm a user experience designer. There you go. Nice. Okay. And I, I'm. I see. I try to. I'm trying to be generic without saying who I work for, but I basically work for uh, the IT group in a bank overseeing three development teams in our inter interactive voice response system. And for, for those who don't understand what that is, you, know, you call the number voice on the back of your card and the computer <laughs> tells you what your balance is. That's, that's what I do. There you go. Cool. <laughs> Very cool. And we can always go into more detail if you want more, as much as detail as we can or feel comfortable with. If you hit us up on our Twitter pages, <laughs> if you want to know more. All right. So Liam asks, question for the whole crew. Since the My Nintendo Rewards program has tracked physical item rewards with new Nintendo releases, except Crash and Blast, or Cruise and Blast, excuse me, I'm wondering what small, mediocre, but irresistible item you'd each want for Metroid Dread and for Advance Wars. An Emmy keychain. Emmy keychain, okay. That sounds nice. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> I'm not familiar with Advance Wars. Never played it. Never will. So <laughs> I'm trying to think too. I played a DS one. Um, I liked it, but I didn't finish it. But yeah, I don't have no thought on that one. Uh, I haven't grabbed any of those physical rewards from that shop, so I don't know. They're just None of them really appealed to me. Nothing like the old Club Nintendo. Where yeah. They actually gave out like good stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, I still have like a figurine of yeah. everything up on my desk. <laughs> yeah, computer. yeah, I had so yeah. many things. Like I got Game and Watch Ball. I had the yeah. You're, you're probably gonna pull out the figurine. I got the it's where it's all the mark. Yeah, I, yeah. I got yep. that up there too. And mine's so many, packed away right now. <laughs> there's like so many good ones. Uh, yes, there is. So I haven't really been. I I, I spend the. Uh, I don't know how. I don't even know how the coin things work right now. But I guess I spend all mine on like the discounts for when I grab like a game or whatever, like a download game. Do you say, spend the same coins on those, or do you spend? Or are they different coins? Yeah, they're the same coins. Anymore. Yeah, and they do expire if you don't use them. Yeah, if you don't use them. Yeah. So I use yeah. those. 
you know, we'll knock off a couple dollars here and there. It's whatever. Yeah, back when they didn't sense. have anything worth spending coins on, I probably lost two or three thousand coins. Yeah, usually, yeah, what happens is like once a year, I'll remember that they expire and I'll plug in a bunch of the cartridges and I hit the button that says give me the coins and then I'll go spend them on something. Because the cart- if you don't grab it off the cartridge in time, that expires too. Yes, that's true. Yeah, oh, again, yeah, I don't buy, I don't physical buy version, physical yeah. games, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I always forget because I don't. It's I always forget about the cartridge ones, so I probably lost many points because of that. Because I don't remember to do that. Yeah. So for me, I think it would be cool. I doubt they would do this, but you remember the classic costumes we got as kids, or um, back in in the probably eighties or. Uh, maybe 90s, early 90s, where the masks were molded, in the yeah. plastic molds. I would take a uh, Samus helmet version of that. That would be fun. <laughs> that would be pretty yeah. fun. And yeah. I would take that as a, uh, I guess, mediocre gift, maybe. Uh, maybe that would be more cool. I don't know. I, I think that would be more cool, but uh, I can't think I like mediocre. Yeah. The Advance Wars, um, I would want... Um, I want to have to think of a little bit more. Uh, maybe a, a a map of sorts that I can put out uh, or hang up or something from the Advance Wars maps. Uh, but in it might be too expensive. But anyways, I don't care. Uh, a map <laughs> where it's three uh, D, okay. you know, three uh, D printed okay. or something like that. Like a lenticular. 3D, like it could be lenticular, or it could be how they stack it. Stack oh, it. You're actually thinking an actual 3D print. Like yeah, a little bit of a. It'll be uh, thicker in 3D print that way. Okay, okay. I think that would be cool. So that's what I would do. <laughs> All right. Simple Muck asks, with it being roughly a week away from the OLED launch, what are some previously played games you look forward to revisiting on the OLED? For me, it's Breath of the Wild. Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Skyrim, and Fire Emblem Three Houses. So if you're getting an OLED, I think, Philip, you said you're not getting one right now, yeah, but eventually if you get one, are there any games that you would want to check out again just to see how it looks on the OLED screen? Probably Breath of the Wild. Sure. I, think, I think everybody yeah. is going to be doing that. Yeah. Everybody's just going to be re- revisiting Breath of the Wild. Right? Yeah. That and... Everybody owns a Mario Kart, apparently, so probably that and Animal Crossing. (laughs) Jesse, you got anything that you're looking forward to checking out on OLED? Not really, because I normally play docked lately. So, you know, when when Switch launched, I was almost always handheld because my son was monopolizing just the TV. But that, but since my eyes aren't as good as they used to be, I don't think I've really played handheld much for several years. I'm almost always docked somewhere, either on the big okay. TV or docked here at my desk playing on my monitors. Yeah, and that's true. You have, is your TV, I know your TV is 4K, but is it an OLED TV? No. No? Okay. Because yeah, then, you know, I know a lot of people who do have OLED may not be looking forward to this either because they already have the OLED screen. <laughs> <laughs> they play it docked. So... All right, we got two more questions, guys. We'll get through these, and then we'll be on our way out. So for Philip. One you added in the bottom. That was already answered. We answered at the beginning, actually. 
that was Mecca's. Oh, okay. Okay. Me- device. Me- Mecca did have a follow-up question. We can get to that afterwards. Okay. So first of all, Philip, you have an amazing talent, sir, is what Derek Summerall is leading into his Thank question you. with. Thank you, Derek. Your artwork is super cool. And I hope that you are able to release the guides. I had the Zelda one pre-ordered. My question is, and if you listen, uh, Derek, you probably heard that you can actually check those PDFs out on those sites he mentioned. So <laughs> there's a lot of great copies on eBay for $200 and I won't see a dime. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, all right. That's a bummer. All right. My question is if you have any plans to do any guides from, for other games, um, and I would love to see something from, say, Breath of the Fire or Shining Force. Just wanted to see if you might be able to share any future plans. And I think you kind of alluded to that already, that you kind of had the wind kind of knocked out of you in regards to yeah, guides. So, I mean, there might be something that you see that um, is guide related, but it's not me just doing like a classic game. Um, and it'd just be a little different, but it's not whatever, whatever would come next will not be like a hand-drawn game guide, but something I'm involved in that is guide like. Okay. I guess a a follow-up question from my perspective is, is in, um, if, if you were to be approached by a company to offer you to do work, would you do it? Um, I mean, that's probably maybe what's happening. So, Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I'll leave that at I'll leave it at that. All right. Final question for Philip is since you are playing a Metroid marathon and have a deep sense of her story arc, how would you draw her out of suit if you had all artistic liberties? Would you do an a jacked space lady being spot on the beach by a jellyfish or someone more fire emblem or someone more like fire emblem Lucina? Uh so I have drawn her already. Um and you can find the book. Um, and I, I've seen that jacked one. <laughs> yeah, I made her big. Uh, and I, my thought for that was, well, Samus was always supposed to be really big. I think it's in like Super Metroid book. It says she's like over six foot and how much she weighs. So she's big. She's not small. She's not the dainty zero. I, I mean, I like zero suit yeah, Samus, but according to other M, she's the shortest thing in the game. Right. Outside she's of not, her suit. <laughs> yeah, she's not that. Um, and, but, I like the idea of her still like being like beautiful. So like, I tried to think of her, uh, I, I watch a lot of wrestling and I tried to think of her as like, like a female wrestler. Like, you know, they have like China, like, not, not like, well, yeah, maybe more, <laughs> yeah, more like Charlotte or, you know, like, okay. like um, someone that's like in an amazing shape. They're bigger than average. And, they still like to flaunt and look good. And that was kind of like my thought for my approach to Samus. Nice. Because I wanted to make her, when you go through the book, she's, she's definitely like, you know, she's super confident. And that was, that was how I wanted to, like when I made the Zelda book, I made Link more like he's got this little growth arc because he's not sure of himself and he becomes the hero at the end. But when with Metroid, um, you know, she's a bounty hunter and they hire her for a reason because she's great. Um, and I feel like the games never really, she's like the worst bounty hunter in these games, right? It's like, she just does stuff because out of the goodness of her heart, where I, in, in the book I made, 
She's a little more. She's a little more. She just wants some money. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to have fun with the character because that makes sense. You'll never see that ever, and I just tried to do something unique with her. So that's cool. I like that. Very very cool. And with that, we've got the last question, I guess, which is from Mecha Dragon. Follow up to the artist question, the beginner question. It's never too old to learn how to draw. And I responded Uh, that my great grandmother learned to draw when she retired and did phenomenal after learning. So awesome! Uh, Yeah, no, yeah, it's never too late to draw. It's never too late to do almost anything. (laughs) Right. It just depends on what you put into it and what you want to take out of it. So yeah, I mean, I guess if you want to be like a serious athlete when you're like in your 60s that might be a little hard (laughs) (laughs) there's there's certainly limitations yes yeah yeah but i mean you know it's still so there there is a portion of the community who's big into plock yeah i can see someone a plock happening (laughs) yeah so so, so, someone's asked if there'll be a hand-drawn game guide for plock (laughs) <laughs> I've, I've never played Plock. I've always wanted to play Plock. I like the music that Tim Fallon made for Plock, um, but I never actually played it. Yeah, our Retro Logic community, uh, they, they have their own Discord and their own podcast. Uh, Dan and team over there, they do a great job because it's not only a podcast, it's also a store. He sells uh, a lot of retro games as well. So, um, And their big their mascot is Plock. And that's why that's why they're like, dude, we got to get Philip to do a hand drawn guide for that. <laughs> they're already calling it Plocktober for those who Plocktober. are on the east, east coast. <laughs> there it is. They hit that yep. at eleven oh one my time. They started calling it Plocktober. Yeah. Yes. So Philip, I don't remember if you've uh, been a guest on Retro Logic or if no. they've approached you on it, but definitely because I know you're a retro guy, you might want to check them out if you ever have a chance. All right. Cool. So, uh, but with that, that's our show. And stick around for people on Twitch. Uh, once we're done and we end it out, we're going to try to see if there's anybody online to raid. But with that, we're going to end out and close out the show. Philip, thanks for being on with us. And uh, we'll talk with you more at the end here. But uh, as always, thanks for being with us and everybody who's listening and watching, please go check them out at Hey Philip Summers on Twitter and find or Phil, excuse me. Hey, Phil Summers, <laughs> no ip at the end of Phil. Yep, yep. <laughs> so go check them out there and then you'll be able to find out where all of his art is currently at and follow up on future endeavors there. Uh, thanks to all our YouTubers who have subscribed and who are watching out there. We are at 5,717 subscribers. Thank you all for watching. And for our Twitch followers, 1,132 to those who are following us and the 24 who are subscribed as well. And again, remember, you can get to us on Discord as well um, because you're there uh, as a subscriber on Twitch, as well as our patrons for just a dollar. You can join us there and get all access to uh, to many areas in our discord. And for a little bit more for five dollars a month, you can get even more So our monthly mayhem to our week, biweekly events, um, our discussions and even maybe even talk to people in the group and start your own podcast like others have done in our group. So lots going on in discord. So please join us there. If you haven't already 
And again, we thank everybody who's at any level, even if you don't pay anything, we thank you for taking the time out to watch us. Um, don't forget, we are sponsored by Manscaped, and you can use Nindads as a code to get your 20% off and free shipping to get their products. Please give them support. And check out our merch store as well. You can get to our merch store via nintendodads.org slash merch. And that'll get you to our merchandise that's available there. Huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Dave, Antonio, Solo Something, and Metroid Hunter 101. Thank you guys all for, for that. And again, like I said, at all levels, we appreciate it. Check out our website again at nintendodads.org where you can get our latest YouTube videos, tweets, and podcast episodes there. Also links to our other social media pages, as well as our link to our Extra Life, which will be coming up here in November very quickly. And also links to our Nintendo Dad's uh, items that we're, we promote or that we say go out and get, or even our merchandise. So you can get all that through our NintendoDads.org page. You can also find us in most places like Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube by searching for Nintendo Dads. Or email us at nintendodads at gmail.com. Or if you want to, use your old rotary phone and give us a call and leave us a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS or better yet, 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music that you hear throughout the show. And don't forget to download you, our podcast at your favorite with your favorite podcast apps, either at uh, Apple, Castbox, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music, or Spotify. And leave us a five star review wherever you can. If it's anything lower, go to the Mega Dads; they'll take it. <laughs> five only for us. Just say something that works there. So, with myself, Jesse, and our special guest Philip, thank you all for watching. And have a good night, peeps. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening into Nintendo Dads. I don't know what animal this is or what Pokemon this is.